0: Exactly Welcome to
1: the cantina. Do you want some vodka and the milk of a creature milked <laughs> on a remote island? Do you want me to jack off and you call glass? that a
0: white Jedi. We call that. <laughs> Use more force. More force. More, more force.
2: let
1: Welcome to Nerd Stocking. Hello and welcome to episode twenty-six of Nerd Stocking. I'm Bill, and with me is Supreme Leader Snad. Take me
0: to your fried chicken.
1: Now that everyone and their bantha has seen Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi, tonight we're going to cut it open with our lightsabers and expose its beige, steaming guts. Maybe we'll even suck. Them and tight. you thought it smelled bad on the inside. <laughs> We're also going to talk about the Netflix Punisher series.
0: Did you? You made, you, you made it.
1: I made it all the way to the end. Whew. Did you want to start with that? Sure. It's great.
0: It <laughs> is great. We're really done is. now. Let's talk about Star Wars.
1: It really is a great series. Like in every way, shape, and form, it's fantastic.
0: You know. So, you—I uh, don't think you've seen them all, right? You haven't seen all the Netflix superhero shows. No, I haven't.
1: I've—I've I've saw Jessica Jones. And I saw I've watched this one. I All haven't right. seen Daredevil. So Daredevil
0: season one and two are top grade. They're oh. like the best. They're they're like they're like Game of Thrones television. All right. Yeah, it's it's, it's really great television and yeah. uh, great writing. That's where they introduced Punisher. Okay. Was in Daredevil season played by John Bernthal, same guy, same guy. And that's where you get his backstory and you you you're introduced to him as he's going right, like as he's on his campaign. Right. And because
1: um, in the in the show, it's uh, he's getting to the end. He's yeah, getting to the end of all the people he's had to whack.
0: That's right. It shows that he didn't listen to Daredevil and he didn't take any of his advice and didn't make take any suggestion whatsoever. He right. still went on with his mission and he completed
1: it. Well, right? that's that's a Punisher for you. Yeah, it is. It, he's a robot. He's a just a killing machine.
0: Well, I think that he has principles.
1: No, he does. And,
0: you know, all superheroes yeah. have principles, the good ones, and yeah. they have to make tough decisions.
1: Yeah, well, he's like the angel of death. You know, he'll kill people with impunity, and then some people he'll spare, yeah. right? So
0: so such good actors.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The guy, like I said, the guy, John Bernthal, I think that's how you say his name, he was uh, fantastic. He's He's got almost kind of a thankless role, and he's very taciturn and... Monosyllabic,
0: but not boring. Like he—he no, he was. No. You're in it with him all the way through. No, we the season. The, well, he's
1: what you have to have as a punisher. He's the intensity. What he's feeling. What he's doing. The conflict within him. It's it's fucking intense. He's a very intense actor. But so
0: many actors have tried that same thing and and failed. Whereas he, you're convinced of the the torture that he's facing and right. the, the emotional distress that he's trapped in. Yeah, but he, he's
1: no Dolph Lundgren.
0: No, exactly. He's, you Thankfully. know, he's he's a great actor who is tough as tough as hell and then he could break down and you were like yeah. it's a well-rounded character.
1: Well, I was thinking of you in the first when I watched the first episode because uh right away he's got the Punisher shirt. Yeah. So you go, Yeah. Check. <laughs> check. Yeah. He's like he's got the shirt and then he, and then he wears it at the end. I don't think he wears it again through the whole thing, but he booked they book it. He's got it at the beginning and then he's right. at the end.
0: Well, and you you're led to believe that he will wear it going forward. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. But he wore it in Daredevil too, and it was just so cool. Right. You know? It's like they had to show him be, you know, wear the costume. It's yeah. not much of a costume.
1: No, just a T-shirt.
0: <laughs> you know, it's a bulletproof vest. I think that oh, he had. It? That's what he threw in the fire in the beginning after wearing it. Was oh, a bulletproof vest, right? Right. And then I think he had a T-shirt later.
1: Yeah, I think he gets. Uh, I guess we better say spoilers. Ah, the show it's
0: old now. You should have seen it by now.
1: <laughs> well, it's Netflix, so you can binge it. You can just well binge it. But I think at the at the end, he shot Billy Russo. Shoots him a couple of times, and he just shrugs it off because I guess it's the same thing. It's that yeah. he's got a a vest there's a vest underneath that cool t-shirt
0: what i found funny all the way through that is the guy that he wanted revenge on i didn't realize he punched him in the face so hard so many times <laughs> so that, that he that, lost that his eye? shattered his eyeball eyeball and you know yeah. brow yeah. really did a number on you him he took my eye <laughs> i'm gonna take yours <laughs> the um that that actor too like that big broken nose and like that's his face. Like, yeah, he's you know?
1: ugly as sin. That guy. He was a professional athlete. Did you know that? I didn't know that. What sports? What was the you, sports? What, take a guess. Uh, boxing. Uh,
0: no, <laughs> professional baseball.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> oh,
0: that's funny. <laughs> yep. He uh, we he got beaned a few too many times. He went. He uh, took acting. He went to acting school in Moscow. What the fuck? And then he played. You're making this shit up. Is I'm this is
1: Chad's uh, bullshit origin stories. <laughs>
0: this is absolutely true. He went to acting school in Moscow, That's and then amazing. he played for professional baseball of the European Federation oh. for Russia.
1: Really? Yeah. Shit. Then this is going to tie in with Trump. Maybe you're cracking. This is the Watergate. It's you're, all propaganda. You're cracking, it. You're
0: cracking the case. It, Americans <laughs> will think that vigilantism is good. <laughs> That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> I didn't know any of that shit. That's yeah. really neat. That's wow. right
0: when I thought, oh, look, professional baseball player. <laughs> yeah. that's, that shows how tough sports are in <laughs> Russia. I guess <laughs> I guess so. Hit the ball or I smash your face with
1: bat. <laughs> it was good to see C. Thomas Howell. He was the chief. <laughs> yeah, for he was a minute. Like, uh, yeah, exactly, for <laughs> two episodes. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Madani? He was uh, her boss. Yeah, that's right. She she's was good. great too, like, uh, yeah. and really interesting. Like
0: an interesting leading, <clears throat> an
1: interesting actress, and interesting looking. She's good looking, but not in a classical way. She's like you said, she's interesting. She had interesting motivations. She played uh, her superiors in an interesting way, and she looks has an interesting look to her. And she so. was smart.
0: And yeah. you know, you need more. <clears throat> you need smart people in these shows, or you know. Everybody just seems like a dumbass, which is, I guess, why Iron Fist and Luke Cage, they're all, nobody's that smart. The guy who played Micro, did you watch Girls? No. Because he was in that. Wow. He was the, um, one of the the girls' husband. Okay. He was a musician. Exact same character. He looks like like a musician. Like, there's no difference in the characters.
1: I think he's playing the guitar in one scene in in Punisher.
0: Well, I think they both are, right? Like, they take turns. Oh, you're right. Frank Castle's a guitar player, too. The um, that's what wh- happened
1: to his face. A couple of strings broke. <laughs> ah, my nose. But it, but he was great. You know, he was again. Who really, micro? Yeah, micro. Yeah, like you said, a great chemistry too, right? So the vast majority of the show, it's those two guys, like. I, you know, we don't need to go into the machinations of how they all get entwined with each other.
0: What do you mean? Now there goes one whole page of my notes.
1: <laughs> Shit. <laughs> You're pulling a bill It's there, titled Machinations. You? You're pulling a bill there, are you? <laughs> don't be pulling bills. Um, but it, the, the chemistry between the two is great. You know, Micro was kind of, uh, like you said, he's a girls-type character. Yeah. Kind of a... Millennial. Slacker, type. you know, even though he's got a lot of stuff on the line and pretty passionate, but he sort of has that look, and then The Punisher is just this monosyllabic jock kind of character. The funny thing was was they, that... chemistry.
0: Removed from his normal life, I couldn't imagine him in his normal life. Who, Micro? Yeah, I couldn't imagine him... Yeah, it seemed uh, kind of
1: weird at the end when he gets...
0: Married uh, to Jamie... What's her name? Jamie Ray Newman. Right, that's his wife? Yeah. That's his wife? Who's pretty and a bit of an over-actress, but I thought that she... Her, It worked yeah, in
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, she's the wife. But I couldn't
0: imagine him with her in that house because <laughs> he yeah. looks like such a schlep. Yeah. And, you know, it's a pretty nice house in the suburbs yeah. or whatever. Or wherever I don't know where it
1: is. Well, I was waiting for the twist to be like he goes to get back to his family and they'll have nothing to do with him. But they took him in pretty quick. Yeah, and she well, she takes him in in a in a scene. Well,
0: you know? and I think that's also one of the things that they don't do enough of. Where they always want to build drama, so they're they're everybody's an asshole, right? You know, and unforgiving. And there's the more dramatic, you know, rising difficulty, right? But it was nice to you know let people just be nice,
1: and for them to, in spite of all this stuff, be happy that he's back.
0: Yeah, you know, it's kind of
1: nice for yeah. a change. Yeah, there was a good scene at the beginning, uh, maybe first episode where. Uh, Uh, Frank Castle's posing as this guy in an alias. He's working at a construction site, and uh, a kid that he kind of befriends a little bit gets involved in this crazy scheme to rob some mafioso types, and everything goes pear-shaped, and uh, they all end up back at the construction site, and uh, they're going to kill this kid, and uh, Frank Castle's there just spending his nights fucking... Smashing, smashing walls a wall. with a fucking sledgehammer, just nonstop, night and day. They're making fun of him. He's just standing there, fucking relentless. It was
0: that or masturbation. I <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know which way to. Let's just
1: which get hammer, my hammer, which hammer he's gonna hit. But uh, you know it, It's a good. It's a good uh, demonstration. Just this guy is relentless, right? Yeah. So he's there, and then the guys are gonna kill him. So uh, he'll kill his friend. The kid falls into uh, a cement. A, a, a bucket or something like a big box that starts yeah, filling a, with cement. Yeah, like a, so industrial size cement. Yeah, maybe. so he's out of the he's out of the picture. He's like trying to get out of this box, and he just hears noise, <laughs> and all of a sudden the bodies of the fucking people start falling into the thing with him as <laughs> like, the Punishers get rid of them. It's like that must have been interesting. Like, what the fuck's going on? What's fuck, what's going on? It's raining people. <laughs> that was a good scene. I like that. This guy starts showing up. Well,
0: especially since that was the scene that it, that's the sort of. His turn, like the, the, you know, the the turning point in the story where Frank doesn't want to do this anymore, and he's reluctant, and he doesn't, you know, he's not going to, and he's like, okay, we want to see this though. We don't want to see him hit a wall, right? And so for him to finally, okay, I'm going to get back into yeah. beating the shit out of people, <laughs> beating the shit Yay! out of
1: people, and, and then he goes to the. And it's another great scene where he goes to the mobster's place where they've got the kids' ID. Yeah. He did a stupid thing when they're doing the heist, and he left left his wallet there. (laughs) Who does that? It's like a great scene. He's going to reach for it. You go pick up your wallet, there, Francis, (laughs) or whatever his name was. Looked at his name right on his wallet. So, uh, like, my wallet
0: fell out of if it could fall out of my pocket in my my tight spandex pants, uh, it would not open up with my driver's license (laughs) out showing.
1: You know, like it it just wouldn't. A million times you dropped your wallet, Francis. But uh, the thing is, I probably would just take, if I really felt I needed money with me on a heist, I would just take a roll of bills and just put them in my pocket. Yeah. Take your wallet to fucking heist. That's
0: right. Or at least leave it in the car so that in case a cop pulls you over. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You know, you got to have your wallet. but, (laughs) But maybe don't keep it in your jacket pocket unzipped, you know, or whatever. <laughs> it's kind of like yeah, that was not a good thing. It was funny, but it was <laughs> stupid.
1: But it was good f- to lead to the scene where Frank has to—he goes doesn't have to, but he goes back and kills all the mafioso guys in a great, really the the first really great set piece yeah. with shooting is he knocks off again. It's, it happens again and again, again and again in the series where there's a bunch of guys and they all just start going in the background. They just go, twitch, twitch, twitch. they just start getting whacked. Yeah. And then the last guy is the mafioso boss, and he does a great move where he like, comes up behind him and breaks his arm and has him shoot himself in the head <laughs> all in like a second. Yeah. Like, boom! Like, that's another good thing about this, which they did right. It was on Punisher, the violence. It isn't a John Woo ballet where the guy's jumping in. He's got the gun. It's just boom, boom, boom. People are dead, Yeah, right? Just brutal, sharp, fast, you know, deaths. Well, and this is, what done was, well.
0: this is why Daredevil was so good, because all the fight scenes in Daredevil as well are really well orchestrated. And in the other ones, they all look sloppy. Like, I don't believe Jessica Jones was that tough. I don't believe Luke, you know. But in Punisher, it was all so, you believed. There's not a second where you didn't believe he was him.
1: Right, right. There's another great scene, too, like midway through the uh, series where Frank is kind of a liaison between Micro who's in hiding and his wife and kids who think that Micro's dead. So Frank starts kind of showing up and helping out and keeping an eye on things. And uh there's a great scene where um the wife is losing it, you know, her husband's dead uh, ostensibly. Uh, as far as she knows, he's dead. She's trying to uh keep things together with the house and the kid the son is going, starting to be rowdy, starting to do crazy shit. <laughs> there's one scene where uh, the two are fighting and just having, like, you, you've got a, a son and a daughter. I've got two sons, but it maybe it, it might have might have had more of an impact with you where they start fighting and, like, the son just punches the sister right in the face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just punches him. And Micro's watching, he's like torn up because his family's kind of disintegrating. But there's a scene where, uh, uh, Frank's talking with the wife, and uh, she's starting to lose it. He says, you know, your kids are what are really going to pull you through. Like, mm-hmm. that's really why you have to keep your shit together is because of your kids. And it's a funny, it's in that scene, the way it's acted and the way it's shot, you can see that the unstated thing is that, you know, uh, Frank's uh, kids are dead, so the only thing he's got going with him is his revenge. And that's a mm-hmm. running theme through the whole thing that comes all the way to the end. Right, where really all Frank's got is his revenge, his hatred of the people that killed his family, and that's just what's carrying him along, making him this fucking relentless machine that can plow through anything. And that scene kind of put a spotlight on that for me. Mm-hmm. He's like, you've we- got you've got your kids to look to look out for, but he's got none of that. He's just got his revenge.
0: They had they had a few of those sort of <clears throat> double entendres where. You know, Frank is giving her advice. And for those who haven't watched it and are listening to all these spoilers, Micro, yeah. who's yeah. in hiding, yeah. uh, has his entire house wired. So he's living, he, he's living through the, the camera as if he's there with them. So yeah. he's watching his family live their life without him in it. Yeah. Um, but it's it's sort of like there was many moments where Frank was there with the wife and he put on a <laughs> show. And he would give advice to her or say things to her knowing that Micro was watching. Right. You know, and there right. were messages to him. <laughs> That's true.
1: It was really funny, a scene where uh, finally, like he, like I said, he's inserted himself in uh, Micro's family's life and, uh, like, the wife is starting to be attracted like, yeah. like to like him. And you can see in a couple of scenes that she's attracted to him. And she, she finally kisses him and Frank, poo poos it. You think it's gonna be this love scene and then maybe Micro's gonna fucking watch Frank <laughs> drill his wife. <laughs> but uh he you know, Frank, you know, uh poo poos it and, you know, shuts it down. But then when he goes back he's goes back uh to the hideout where he and Micro are hiding out, Micro's like, you know, I don't I don't I don't blame you for kissing her. You know, and he's because he, he, you know, he knows that she's a yeah, she's alone, and she's alone, and, and she's his wife, and she's you know beautiful, and a, she's looks, a widow as far as she's concerned, like, yeah, and a good person. But then he also they're drinking, right? He and uh, Frank are drinking. He goes, "I'm also really incredibly endowed, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> I have a huge penis, so you got a lot, you know, you got a lot to <laughs> satisfy her, if, like the like I can." And, and f- then he drops friends. his pants. <laughs> <laughs> waves it at him. <laughs> Frank, Wakes it. Frank's like, yeah, you, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny scene. That was funny.
0: You know, one of the things that really... So, in... Um, one of the things that made Iron Fist really bad was yeah. the use of Hyundai. So, right. Hyundai was one of the sponsors, clearly, for the show.
1: Yeah, even the rich people are driving and around Hyundai. Everybody's
0: driving Hyundais. <laughs> so I was just like, really? These millionaires and billionaires are driving Hyundais? It's like... <laughs> what moron drives a Hyundai? No, so if, how does
1: that uh, anyway? How does that match with uh, so the? So in this though,
0: you clear that Ford was clearly the uh, the sponsor because there's a scene between a race, oh, uh, well, a chicken Mustangs. game of change with Mustangs. and <laughs> yeah, the new Mustang. And right. so when they um, they go in, they they get a bunch of cars. I have the line here. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, Frank takes it and he says, uh, uh, "Micro says." All of these cars, and you're you're taking the Mustang, and Frank says, "Always buy American." And yeah. then so he's he's uh, there racing. He's you know they're doing this heist to get all these guns. Yeah, it's, and the Tim and Medina, and Medina and shows up to foil it Maboni. or whatever. Yeah. And she's driving a vintage Mustang. <laughs> and I thought this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, they both have like it. So shows like a Supernatural. <laughs> I like old cars, yeah, but yeah. I think it's stupid when everybody's got an every every cool person in a movie has an old vintage hot rod, right? Because those cars now are very expensive. They they require a lot of upkeep, and yeah. you know, and the average person this is why you don't see them on the road. When yeah. you see somebody driving the General Lee or the the the, the Ford Grand Torino, yeah,
1: and they're not going to drive it as a car into like their job, where, where
0: people might be shooting at them. <laughs>
1: Or people are going to play chicken
0: with another Mustang. Exactly. And so it was just this absurd (laughs) scene between these two Mustangs. And then I was like, well, how are they going to explain this? It's going to be like the Hyundais, right? right? Where everybody, okay, everybody drives a Mustang in this world. But then in the next episode, um, she wants revenge, Against Frank Castle, she's saying she knows it's Frank Castle because she saw him.
1: Yeah, and even though she was like he drew, he pulled her out of her wreckage, yeah, out of a wrecked vintage Mustang, <laughs> which right. got
0: wrecked, it did. Of course. And so the car got totaled. He saved her. Yeah, she saw him. Yeah, didn't tell everybody that she saw him. Yeah, but she told her superiors that she didn't want to get off the case. She wanted to stay on it because she wanted to sort out the guy for wrecking her vintage Mustang. <laughs> Because her dad gave it to her for her 21st oh, birthday. And right. I thought, okay, well, you know what? You kind of saved it a bit. Yeah, they wrote something in. Except that they're like, you know, a Muslim family. And I find it might be unbelievable that the dad bought his young daughter a hot rod.
1: Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's like, well, they... It's, it's and a- they
0: painted him as not progressive. The mother's very progressive and the father was not. He's very traditional.
1: But in, in the end he comes through, I guess the father he helps Frank. That's right. right. So he kinda of reverse and she's yelling, What have you done? Are you brought who have you brought to our doorstep? Yeah. So they kinda of reverse that between the parents. It's got that same woman who is in the expanse. Yeah, Where's she yeah, talking like this? Like he, she's like a five to ten pack a day smoker. <laughs> yeah. Right. She's got that what are you going? what have you brought to her? But poster? I like her. She's good. And she looked like her a, mother. I don't know. Yeah. It's a good casting. I don't know that she's a great actress. She's very stagey. Yeah. And every yeah. line is like, she's like Shakespeare. She's like William Shatner delivering lines, <laughs> right? It's, yeah. She's projecting on the stage. You know? I, it's poor, way, Alas, poor Yorick. I knew him well, Horatio. Like it's a, you she, say that. I remember actress.
0: feeling tired of her in Expanse. But I don't know if I. I just assumed it was the the script. Cause
1: did you watch the second season? No, I haven't seen the second oh. season of The Expanse. There's a just bit the first more first. of her. <laughs> oh, okay. and in
0: the first one.
1: There, she was in a bit in the first. You know, I never really minded her in The Expanse. She seemed more that way in uh, Punisher. That I don't know. I started to not like her delivery.
0: But The Expanse was great.
1: No, yeah, yeah. the first season was great. Yeah, I which we've talked about in previous episodes. See that People second want to season. Check it out. Um, uh, it was interesting towards the end where, uh, Frank's being tortured by the one-eyed guy and, uh, he's having, uh, flashbacks to his wife and it becomes kind of a point where, you know, after all this, Frank's powered through everything, but is Frank at the end of his rope? Is he ready to crack? And, uh, his wife is there in his, uh, in his mind as he's being tortured. And she's like, you know, come home, just Come on.
0: She's a safe place, right? Yeah.
1: Well, just, yeah. you know, you've lost your wife and kids, so just come with us. Just cross over and come with us. That's kind of what the intimation is. And uh, Frank has to give up on his revenge, what's driven him through the whole show, and she's saying just, you know, just give it all up and come home. I thought that was really nice, kind of bringing that to a boil, Frank's uh, revenge and whether he's going to just give it up. But of course he doesn't. He goes on. Um, and then it really all that about him, about Frank just uh, having only having his revenge to keep him going is really nicely wrapped up at the end where he goes to see his buddy there with the one, one leg, guy missing the leg. He's got the wooden leg. He's another yeah, vet. Yeah. And he's running a vet support group. And Frank sits down finally because the guy at the beginning of the uh, series said, you know, Frank, you should come to these meetings. And Frank's like, it's not going to do me any good at the time he, because he's got these things he's got to do to get uh, to avenge the death of his wife and family. And at the end, he sits down and starts talking. And he says, for the first time in my life, I don't have a war to fight, and I'm scared. Mm-hmm. And that's how the series ends. That was great. brilliant.
0: I think that uh, this is also really, it was a great um, approach to PTSD. Yeah. You know, like it was a really well, that that was the the sort of you know through the through theme throughout yeah. the you yeah. know the the series, and it was done in a very well crafted way. Yeah.
1: Well, some people probably feel like they want to keep doing that. They want to keep fighting the war. When yeah. To come home. What else is my mean? Pun- the Punisher is kind of this. In one way, it seems like kind of wish fulfillment, but the way they do it in this show is that it's it's not pretty. It's not, you know. It's not like Rambo, yeah. He's not like Rambo, like yeah, still fighting the war that way.
0: But you, but they showed many guys. So there's the guy with the one leg. There's the, um, the the kid, the young kid, Yeah. and it's sort of like here are the the ways people have dealt with this. And you know,
1: there's the fat guy that like really didn't fight all those war, uh, didn't yeah. fight all those battles. He said in Vietnam, he's like, yeah, well, bullshit. He's honor, he's stealing the honor of vets. Yeah, and he gets his comeuppance. That kid was really good. Even funny. He reminded me of that kid. That was a really good theme, sort of through the first half of the series. Was this kid? Yeah. He was well acted. He he's another he's another guy like the Punisher. They were kind of two faces of the same coin, and although not really, but kind of, sort of had the same.
0: Well, and because of they they have the same background, I think that you know it, Frank uses that to his advantage to say, "Listen, like we're both soldiers. Be legit with me. Don't." you know do you want this guy you know what what are you if you're going to let him die you know right and the the kid came around showing that and this is where marvel has always been really good at crafting stories that you know there's not they're not all good and all bad right you know yeah. there there's these shades of gray yeah right a villain like is punisher a good guy or a bad guy is right. this other kid a good guy or a bad guy right like he's doing bad things and we all agree he's he is the bad guy Right. Even though he's, you know, he, he doesn't want to accept that he is. Right. And Frank is also a bad guy, yeah. you know. And But we uh, in society, we like these characters. We like vigilantes who go after the bad guys because we know that often the police have their hands tied. But only vigilantes usually go after people that are red handed. They're right. guaranteed the bad guy.
1: Right. They kinda have to. You know. Otherwise yeah. the whole concept falls apart, right? Exactly. Frank's There's, just whacking people left and right and half <laughs> of them are innocent. Like, whoops. <laughs> That's, <laughs> right. That's not gonna work <laughs> for us. But it was a great show. It was really fantastic. I highly recommend people get onto Netflix and check it out.
0: Yep. Um, so exciting things. Uh, what do you think of the, uh, the Disney acquisition of, uh, 20th everything? Century Fox, the Disney acquisition of everything, <laughs> uh, multimedia television entertainment brought to you by Disney.
1: I don't know. It's so, it's good that, you know, one viewpoint is being covered by all these, you know, it's being swallowed up by all these different studios, but.
0: well, but I hear that they're going to introduce a porn division of Disney. <laughs> No, I, I I think that for comic book fans, yeah. uh, I think it's really exciting the prospect that uh, Fantastic Four and even X Men, I guess, uh, will join the ranks of Marvel. Right you know, now, Marvel all
1: Disney, fans. all Disney has to do after that is buy Sony. Yeah, and that's then right. Spider Man.
0: They got everything back. <laughs> they did what Marvel couldn't.
1: Just buy it all. You all right, all right over there? I'm all right. <laughs> Just
0: adjusting myself. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I kind of, I don't, I don't know that it's good that one one kind of voice, even if it's a corporate voice, would be controlling all this. But
0: well, that's like the Ridley Scott thing about Alien, right? Yeah, because they're the, going to get that.
1: The lone alien.
0: And does Disney want to make gory space monster
1: movies? Right. Well, they did make uh, Touchstone way back in the 80s so they can start doing more adult films like Down and Out Beverly Hills wow. and stuff like that.
0: I think that they—that's the future, you know. Because when, when you know, otherwise it'll be the end of Deadpool, the end of Logan, mm. you know. These yeah, and it's
1: th- uh, the 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 trend is actually opposite to do stuff like Logan. Yeah. First, it was Deadpool, you know, uh, highest-grossing uh, R-rated film of all time, and then Logan was a very dark. R- it was rated R too, it right? R- and yeah. The were big successes. It was a great movie. Oh, yeah. Big successes it. too at the box office, so. The trend is opposite of that, so maybe they understand that.
0: It'll be curious to see what happens with Alien. And it's, Ridley Scott also said that he thought that the Alien monster was the one of the greatest. It should it should get the Alien film should get the same respect from fans as Star Wars and Star Trek.
1: Yeah, you know, in a way, they probably do, but uh, it's a different fandom. Well, aliens. Uh, but if you look into it, it takes a little bit of digging. Like we did an episode, I forget which number it was, where we did uh, our episode on the Alien movies. And when you dig into it, like I was doing for research, like they get pretty fucking serious. It's a pretty serious sure. fan base, right?
0: But I'm sure you'll find that with Highlander, too, and other things.
1: Robocop. Well, I would say Alien. Predator. The Alien fan base is probably bigger than those.
0: Yeah, but I I think it is. Knowing
1: how many comic books come
0: out about Alien and Predator, those two like and together. (laughs) And then
1: then, then fighting each other, yeah, Alien V.
0: But I think that they're also at the level of the horror greats like Freddy Freddy Krueger and all those. Star Wars and Star Trek is a bit of a stretch. Like, that's almost like a religion.
1: Yeah, that's true you know well it was funny you kind of pointed that out to me that uh yeah well they'll get the alien franchise if they buy fox and then it made sense to me that he had made that comment ridley scott it seemed to me at the time when i heard that comment was on the left field like what but in the context of them joining that family then i can kind of see he's maybe saying that they should pay as much respect to aliens that they do star wars and
0: yeah, well, there'll be an stuff. alien, like a guy dressed like an alien, walking around Disney World. Yeah,
1: or they'll do with white gloves. They'll do <laughs> alien versus Kylo or whatever, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be good if they showed up. There's a pod. That's right.
0: This is Han Solo. That's that's we won the. Yeah. It was him and Lando Calrissian were up against an alien monster. Yeah, exactly.
1: He wins a pod in the in the gambling. <laughs> it's like, what does it say? they'll they'll,
0: <laughs> they'll do a what if like. If the alien had won the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I mean, and then it's fun and the alien. <laughs> That's
1: right. <laughs> That's good. We're right, this stuff be, writes itself. He's still man. be called
0: Chewy, and he's got two mouths Chewy. to chew all he wants. <laughs> Come on, Chewy. Pull it around. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that writes itself. It's amazing. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> That's uh, now you sold me on it, you know. Fuck it, Disney buy everything, and then you can put this shit together, man. See, the thing is, is
0: Disney doesn't really make bad movies, so it it gives you hope. Although, speaking of bad movies, yeah, maybe this is where we need to go.
1: That's a good segue into the last Jedi.
0: It should have been called the Yet last Jedi. the last Yeti <laughs> with a Y. It'd be a Yeti the
1: last Yeti <laughs> And Hoth <laughs> takes place in Hoth. That's funny. Um well I'll start in our discussion of The Last Jedi. And I got to say uh this is The Last Jedi was one of these movies where the more I think about it afterwards, the more I come to loathe the film. Mm. Because you know, you sit in the theater, there's great and I'll say that the film had great space sequences, you know, great effects, great set pieces in space where they're flying around, pose flying around, blowing shit up, like it like says in the he says to Leia. She says, "We not every problem can be solved by you jumping into an X-wing and blowing shit up." But uh, you know, looks great. I'm having fun. There's lots of problems, but it's just I'm carried along and then afterwards when I start thinking about it, I'm like, "This is just fucking stupid." And I I've come to like really not like this film.
0: See, normally I come out of these movies and the rating that I come up with in my head usually dips. And yeah. I came out of that film, it usually starts high, I guess is my point. It starts high and then it dips. I came out with a six on this one and it's just kind of slipping. And I don't know if I, I would go as low as four. I don't know if I would bottom <laughs> out at five or just leave it at six. But yeah. the reality is, is that it had nothing. Yeah, like
1: there was no point to this movie. Yeah. Nothing of any importance happens in this.
0: No, the yeah. funny, the funniest thing is that I, so I was I was looking at Easter eggs today. So I was going through all these different sites that you know they they've done their research and I just steal their research, <laughs> right? Sure, why not? You know? um, but it was like okay, great artists steal. Let's You're check. A great out, artist. Let's check out the Easter eggs. You want to go to Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh my God, the Easter eggs are amazing. <laughs> yeah, all the Easter egg sites. All they said. Was th- th- there was no Easter eggs for first of all, there was none, and the closest thing to Easter eggs were these, these uh, throwbacks to previous films. Yeah, it was just like one after another, like oh, this scene was just like that scene, and this scene was just like that scene, right? And it's like they just gave people what was familiar to them and hope that that nostalgia, much like the lame uh, Stranger Things which lost me in the second season. It's yeah. like nostalgia is not enough. Yeah. You, I need writing. I need some good yeah. storytelling.
1: No exactly.
0: And this movie it's like what is the question being asked in this film? <laughs> yeah. And there's
1: no question yeah. really. Let alone no answer.
0: Like what was what did you like oh will uh will will Ray become good or and will Kylo become or no will Kylo become good or will Ray become bad? That was
1: the only thing even remotely compelling for me in this film is the relationship between those and two and they
0: blew it. Like I say they blew that question and they just ruined it because they had such an opportunity to make an interesting uh result right. that would have it would have been such an exciting third film. I would have been so eager to see what happened.
1: Yeah. Uh well I'll say right away, I'll say not right away. I I'm a little slow on it but we'll be doing spoilers. But are you saying, are you uh, considering like that much like in The Force Awakens, uh, the only really scene where I, I thought it was interesting and it, it was an original kind of idea was Kylo takes Ray, takes her uh, to some room in Starkiller Base or whatever, and is interrogating her.
0: It was called Starkiller Base?
1: Or, oh. Yeah, something like that. I don't know
0: because that was that was the uh, the original name for Luke Skywalker,
1: right? Star killer, Star killer. Yeah, I don't, know. I can't remember. But uh, so he's interrogating her, and he's trying to get into her head, and she turns the tables and starts fucking with Kylo, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, great interrogation scene. That was the only time I was really interested. And like that in the Last Jedi, the only thing I really found interesting, the times I found interesting was Kylo and and Ray. Um, facing off and who was going to turn who are you saying that you would have found it more interesting if, if, if Ray had a turned and gone with Kylo? No. Well, so the
0: opportunity that I think that they missed out on is that, and this is kind of jumping right into the story. Yeah. Right. But it's, you know, after Snoke has his pathetic death, (laughs) yep. You know, it wasn't even. I kind of. It was kind of a fun thing, but it was kind of stupid at this. He was just a bad character. I guess that's what it is. Snoke is a terrible replacement for the Emperor. Yeah, that's true. After after they've had this great fight scene. Sort of great fight scene where they, even...
1: where they take on all the guards. Where they work together yeah. and take out all the guards. There's this great scene where they're, all, they're facing off. Like you're, uh, it's always been through the fir- first film and most of the second is they're facing off against each other. And the f- suddenly, the, it is a really great shot where they f- turn and they're back to back. Because I think they said he said something like "I've got your back" or something like that uh, previous while he's trying to turn her. And then suddenly they are. They turn and they're f- they're covering each other's back. So with
0: this, besides the fact that it, it's Ridiculous that the the uh, Snoke would have his guard in, in a big room, round room and as far away from him as possible. <laughs> like, they were yeah. farther away from him than the people he was meeting. So what kind of security <laughs> is that? That's like, yeah. yeah, I have private security. They're in the basement.
1: <laughs> That's true. So,
0: but anyway, so they yeah. have this... Snoke dies and they have this this big scene. And I just thought... Here, here's this is finally because this movie is a series of fight scenes that are pointless. Oh, you want to see the silver stormtrooper? Here, she's going to fight Finn. Oh, but she's gone again. Oh, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but so you have this scene where, like you say, now they're, oh my God, the bad guy is with the good guy or good girl. Yeah. And you're a good woman. Uh, It's dangerous waters now. (laughs) Yeah. And yep. and now they're back to back fighting together. Yeah. And after all the smoke is cleared and all the blood has been spilled yep. and all the guards are dead. Yep. And there's these two people left alive. Yep. Who have this connection yep. that is unexplainable right now. And he says, Hey, let's forget it all. Let's let's forget the Sith. Let's forget the rebels. Let's forget the Jedi's. Let's forget it all. Yep. All of it. Yep. And start new. Yeah. And, and, you know, we'll, we'll build a new world together. Yeah. And she's like, she treats him like an asshole. Like, like she wanted, she was like, oh, so you're going to rule then. You know? Right. And it's like, well, somebody's going to have to rule. Yeah. There's always going to be somebody to rule. And why not him? And he's saying, let's forget my side and let's forget your side yeah. and let's create a new world. Yeah, it
1: becomes very personal. It's yeah. not like the Sith- it's like you said. It's not like the Sith. It's not like the Jedi. It's just Kylo and Rey.
0: That's right. He's made an addition.
1: Yeah, but, that he
0: is turning from the dark side. Yeah, he needs her, and he wants to go to a new world. Yeah, just right. build
1: something third.
0: That's right. right. Because there's no Jedi's to speak of left, and there's no Sith to speak of left. Right. And, you know, he clearly
1: isn't the bad guy that he's painted out to be. There is hope in him. Yeah. And he even says one really interesting thing is. He's asking her to join her and it's not like the Emperor where it's like, it's preordained me. that you will join me. He goes, reaches out for her and he says, please. Yeah. He asks her, please join me. I I need you. Yeah. I need you to help me. She, it's, uh, that's why I say it's an interesting, I was really compelled because Kylo's saying he needs Ray, and Rey is has been saying... I need someone to show me my place in all this. Mm-hmm. I have this thing inside me. It's really frightening. I need someone to help me control it, understand what it is and where I fall in the universe. I'm supposed to be this big thing, but I have to be shown. Someone has to help me find my way, and they seem like they're going to come together, and it's fucking typifies my frustration with this film is at that big scene, just what you're complaining about. It all just goes back to fucking square one. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 we can't do that. Fight, fight, fight. Just fight. You're bad, I'm good. <laughs> That's it. It's this great thing. Like you like you said perfectly, it could turn the story like Luke, I am your father. They could have done the same thing here. But it's all, again, a zero-sum game. It just all fucking ends up the way they started.
0: That's right. And there was nothing for him to gain <laughs> from this except yeah. uh, a, a partner. Because... Yeah. The rebels are have been nearly decimated by this point, and so what if they're going to survive? Oh, they're going to be a little thorn in my giant empire's side, right? Yeah. But it's sort of like, so maybe it's almost like she's doing the bad thing and he's doing the good thing, yeah.
1: and yet her yeah. cruelty almost yeah. to him yeah. is pushing him yeah, well, deeper into the tar- like, tar- like I said, she says previously, I need someone to show me my place in all this because she's unsure. Kylo says let's work together and so, somehow all of a sudden she has the moral high ground to say no she doesn't know where she fits in the in all this all this but then she's able to say refuse him yeah it, it doesn't make any sense it's more this whole film <laughs> is filled with that though it's like nobody she's she went,
0: at the first movie, uh, which, you know, doesn't, I, I don't think it stands up to multiple terrible, viewing. Terrible. You know, I enjoyed it the first time. Force Awakens. Again,
1: it's a movie that, like you said, yeah, again, great scenes, you know, woohoo, flying it the it Millennium followed Falcon. followed episode one, two, I'm and like, three. I'm like, oh, I see the Millennium Falcon, but I guess I'm just old enough where it's just not, that's not enough to fucking carry me.
0: Yeah, but it, it followed episode <laughs> one, two, and three, oh, and shit. so we we're like, oh, I, uh, it's the best <laughs> thing I've ever seen. You know, but second viewing, it's like, ooh, this is crappy. And Rogue One was great.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And
0: so now, okay, so that crappy film, which, you know, at least opened the door.
1: Yeah. Well, it just brings, it. you know, you can look at it that way, where it it brought Star Wars back from the fucking abomination that were the prequels. From the ashes. But maybe a little too much. And then Rogue One showed
0: how great it can be. That's the balance in the middle that was great. And then this movie you expect, okay, well, they're going to pick something up from Rogue One and they're going to, you know, build on what they did
1: in Force
0: Awakens. And it's like, it's just more. They don't do any of that. Everything,
1: Everything they built up that maybe was of any value to carry through three stories they built up in Force Awakens is jettisoned in this film. It's all fucking jettison. It's like,
0: oh, oh, like Boba Fett. Oh, you want, you want more, you want more a Feta, Phasma? Phasma.
1: Yeah, Phasma. You want
0: more, fat here she is. Look, she, she, we got her back out of the hole. And then we're going to throw her back in the hole. <laughs> Just like fucking Boba Fett. It's Boba Fett.
1: Yeah, right in the
0: Sarlacc pit. You know? And it's like, okay. <laughs> and. I was saying to you that that <laughs> with that character, they needed one scene, one 45-second one, one, scene yeah. with her berating some stormtrooper for not being a good enough soldier, for not upholding the the emperor's will or something, to show that she was like the soldier's soldier, and, and yeah. the rule, the the law was the rule. You mean and, for
1: in in a force in uh, in this one on this one?
0: You know, even in this one. You know, right. just paint something that shows her as, you know, that would explain why she is so intent and in going after a traitor. Because if they painted that she was such a by-the-rules, and, like, we assume that, yeah. but there's no scene that shows her do it to anybody other than Finn. Right. You're so fixated on Finn, but there's no, there's no character development. Yeah. You're just this
1: chrome stormtrooper. Yeah, and there's just this big... There's this big buildup over her, but for she's just a big blah. Yeah, she's killed there. again, nothing in nothing a hole there. again. There's a weird one thing I really got sick of in this in this uh, movie was, and it's it happens. It you can probably see it happens all the way through uh, at least the first three, and then these new three, is that there's this artificial drag on the first order to actually get rid of the rebels. Right? There's these artificial things like the fucking. Last third of the film is the Rebel fleet, all that remains. They're fleeing from these giant Star Destroyers that the First Order is going. And somehow the Rebel fleet can stay at a distance where the barrage from the cannons of the Star Destroyer don't destroy (laughs) the... (laughs) They don't reach. Don't quite... Uh, have an effect. They are out of the effect- effective reach of the barrage cannons of the Star Destroyers, but yet somehow the TIE fighters can't be supported to attack them. It's just this <laughs> bullshit <laughs> artificial fucking drag on getting rid of the uh, uh, rebels, which makes no fucking sense. And it's the th- final third. I just kept thinking over and over again, this is fucking ridiculous. They gave me lots of time during the movie to realize and, and steep in the fucking ridiculousness of this artificial barrier that keeps them from being destroyed. Like, you know, they're telling the guy flying like Kylo Ren flying the TIE fighters attacking them. They're saying, we can't support you from such a distance. Come back. When does the first order give a flying fuck about their grunts in the in the in the spaceships attacking? And they fucking fire TIE fighters at the fucking rebels until they explode. And if you have a hundred TIE fighters, they can support each other. Yeah. you don't need a star destroyer to have backup. Yeah, or who cares? throw TIE fighters at the rebels until they explode. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't and then, do it.
0: So you have Laura Dern's character is is, is doing the wrong thing. We, uh, as the viewer,
1: go, we don't agree. Yeah, and neither does Poe. And, and so
0: Poe stands up and, and creates a mutiny.
1: Yeah. Right? Which like amounts dramatic. to nothing. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me something in this movie amounts to nothing? No, yeah, everything. What? And so
0: then he goes into the... He's in the room by himself and he gets into the chair, always going to do something. And then... Oh, somebody's cutting through the 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 door, which is another throwback. And that's all this movie is. Another throwback to Darth Vader in the yeah. opening scene of new of, of the original Star Wars yeah, movie. Cutting through it. Yeah. Cutting through. It's so, oh, was it the bad guy? Oh no, it's 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 Carrie Fisher and she's going to like come in here and 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 agree with and him. And they're just going to give him a stun gun and knock him out. And that's the end of his <laughs> mutiny. And it's like it amounted to nothing. Yeah. Like Poe is the one of the few characters in this movie that I actually liked. Yeah. And I don't even, I didn't care for him. He had no effect on me in the first movie, but he was pretty cool. And we want the hotshot guy. This is why we like Han Solo. Yeah, he's
1: kind of a Han Solo,
0: not quite, but he's like a Han Luke Skywalker hybrid. Yeah, that's right. And so we, and we want that. That's what's cool. Yeah. But this movie was like, that whole storyline was
1: just empty. Again, it goes fucking nowhere. This whole film. When you're, if you know, when they package them all together, when it comes to this, just skip it. Go from seven to nine.
0: What about what about what about the uh, Finn storyline? The one
1: where they go to the, oh my God, the the, 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 go the go upscale the creature casino. cantina. They go to the casino. Just cut it, cut it, <laughs> cut all that shit. It was That so whole stupid. scene, cut it. It was dumb. Again and again, it just typifies typifies this film, right? So they go there <laughs> they go there Finn and Rose which is a character I actually kind of like mm-hmm. I like the new characters they uh, inject into it right that they they introduce in, in this film right so Finn and Rose when it's a really funny scene when they meet and she fucking tasers them cuz she she thinks she's Yeah he's she was great escape. comic relief she was really she was, good Yeah So they go to the casino they're looking for a cryptographer that can get them onto the fucking Star Destroyer to find the tracking device that means they can't be tracked in hyperspace. So fucking complicated. This is what we liked about uh, Rogue One, where it's just, again, a simple crawl. I don't want a fucking Mensa test as a crawl, (laughs) right? Or an explanation of the plot. And this was really fucking overly complicated. But they go to the casino. They're looking for the guy. They're going to find this cryptographer. It's the main reason why they're going there. And the only shit that happens is they end up in jail. They stumble upon the fucking guy that can get him in there. Oh, no, but 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 hold on, hold on. Yeah. So there was this big explanation where they talked to that
0: little dwarf woman, yeah. right, from the first movie. Yeah, and mass, she gave the one recommendation. Which, is a, which was
1: kind of a good scene. She's like in the middle of a fucking firefight. Yeah, it was good, right? <laughs> but they have that whole her.
0: scene so that she gives the nod to her guy. You need a, what is he, a cryptologist? Cryptographer. Cryptographer, whatever. He's a hacker, right? Yeah, a hacker, pretty much. So here's my hacker guy. You'll go into this casino, and he's the one wearing the the flower on his shirt, right? Yeah, Yeah. On his jacket lapel. So we, okay, they've been given the key. They just have to get to Modar, you know, and put the ring in the fucking volcano, right? (laughs) It's easy. (laughs) And so they get there. They park on the beach. Yeah. And I read this today, too. Those guys complaining. "Ah, I told them they can't park on the beach. So here, (laughs) I think you'll like this. Okay. Hold on. So in in that scene, they park. And uh, the security, they get... Accused of violating parking regulation 27b slash six. Yeah, it's from Brazil. It's from Brazil. Yeah. yeah. And so that was a little nod to Terry Gilliam, which is kind of funny. Yeah.
1: But um, Ooh, they really should have got to direct this film to Brian <laughs> fucking Johnson.
0: So they have this whole, this, 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 you know, this guy they're supposed to see and we see him. Yeah. Right. We see him for a minute. And then they get. <laughs> arrested thrown in jail yeah. where they happen upon another guy who's in jail who happens to be another hacker yeah. who's never named yeah. although they t- I read his name and again
1: so F- Finn and Rose who go there end up doing nothing like and then they happen upon the guy like it's nothing yeah. they've done that's right they just end up in jail with him his name's DJ right don't join yeah. Yeah, is what it means by uh, Benicio del Toro. Yeah, which and, again, he's a good character. I like. I enjoyed him. Sure, and he was uh,
0: apparently in one of the scenes because two of the um, uh, imperial guys guards are played by the two princes, Harry and oh, his yeah. brother, and he's in the scene with them. Apparently. Oh, okay. Right. But it's like, so they, oh, oh, well, we can't get back to the other guys, so we'll just take you. Some guy that we have, like, didn't they see Star Trek Discovery? We watched that. It was the same thing with that guy, remember? They were in the prison cell with him. Oh, and- with the uh, mud? Mud. He's yeah. just mud. That's what they got. They got another mud. Yeah. They should watch Star Trek a little bit more. <laughs> and so, you Sorry. know, they just, we'll settle for you. Yeah. But
1: we're going to stop and we're going to release the, the the animals. Yeah. That's really the only thing, and the animals which will run off and then be fucking corralled again by the oh, people. Oh, but before they <laughs> they're run, they're just gonna fucking lasso them and take them back. Before they run to freedom, they're yeah. gonna crash through the windows and run amok in the casino. Because Rose said she'd like to punch, punch <laughs> her fist through the whole casino. So they do that literally.
0: <laughs> what's his name? Um, in that scene, there was uh, what's his name? What's the the guy who played uh, the Ewok? Oh. And then Legend, oh yeah, uh, Warwick. Warwick Davis, so he's in there somewhere. Plunged the toilet. They haven't by, said uh, <laughs> Johnny Depp. We talked about Ricky that Truman. last episode. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, so they haven't said who he is, but he's somewhere in the movie too. Okay, but the I thought he was the uh, the guy putting coins in BB-8. That's somebody else. But the voice of of that character is Mark Hamill. Oh, right. So Mark Hamill does he he plays Luke Skywalker and he does that voice. Right. Um yeah,
1: that whole scene should have been cut. You want to oh cut something? God. Cut that. Cut that. And make it an hour and a half it's long. So all, of, it's already too long this this film, it's over 2 hours. And there was n- there's nothing nothing <clears throat> so much fat that could have cut. Like all that all that did, that entire scene
0: got them into the the star destroyer. Yeah. And
1: got them caught. But again, it's nothing that they did None of their actions made, it, made any difference. They yeah. just ended up in fucking jail, and they stumbled upon the guy. That's right. It's the Again, in- nothing. It's wheels spinning. It's the Indiana Jones of Raiders of the Lost yeah. Ark that... They were absolutely no use. Um, you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s character, uh, he gave some good advice in Tropic Thunder. He told the guy that, uh, you know, you went full retard. You should never <laughs> go full retard. And this movie goes full retard in, like, way too many spots, right? Like, for example, Ray is uh on the island with Luke and she's uh uh she's finally convinced him uh well I guess R2D2 and a pretty good scene actually R2D2 that plays the uh original uh hologram of Leia asking Obi-Wan Kenobi for help and yep, kind of That was fun. kind of wakes him up to like really he should follow his duty and help Ray. So she uh I can't remember if she goes if this happens when she goes into the tree that's on the island that's like a, a center of the forest, or if she goes into that hole. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, there's a light it's a big side hairy asshole that she goes into. Yeah. <laughs> there's a light side and then a dark side, kind of like Dagobah, and uh, so she goes into the hole. I think it is, and she's having that same scene as Luke did in Empire. Well, in Dagobah, he goes to the tree and he. Fights Darth Vader, and then it turns out the mask explodes, and it's him, mm-hmm. right? So Ray goes into this place of darkness. So she's all the mirror, all the walls are like mirrors, and then suddenly she can see herself, right? There's hundreds and hundreds of projections of her. So Ray is, <laughs> she's got all these reflections of herself going up and down a line, and she like raises her hand, and all the other images raise her hand, and she lowers her hand. <laughs> They all lower their hand. And then she
0: puts her right foot in and,
1: <laughs> and then, she shakes it all about. And then she like she snaps her fingers and all the reflections snap their fingers. And then she snaps her fingers again and all the scene goes fucking on and on and on and on. Right? <laughs> and then what happens? The shadows come up, they come up, come up, and it opens up. It clears up and it's just her. Yeah. Nothing. Fucking no resolution. Again, start from one point, go around a big fucking complicated circle, come right back to the same fucking nothing. spot. Nothing. There was nothing. <laughs> it just. It just nothing. Right. But that scene, right, where she's fucking making all these motions and 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 seeing her reflection. Just it's carried on and on and on. It's like if in that scene in Dagobah where Luke fights Vader and uh, Vader falls and the mask explodes. And it's uh, Luke lying there, and if Luke had been looking down, and like Luke had a winked one eye, <laughs> and the face of Luke <laughs> winks one eye, right? And then Luke sticks his tongue out, and then he sticks his tongue out. It's just fucking ridiculous. And then he looked cockeyed at his nose. <laughs> and then he
0: looked cockeyed at his nose. It's just
1: fucking ridiculous. Like, but in Empire, it's a very serious scene foreshadowing Luke's parentage and him overcoming yeah. something. But in this, it's just a ridiculous stupid joke at the beginning and then it ends with nothing yeah like there's no overcoming anything (laughs) and then that whole
0: that like the whole thing with okay mark hamill was terrible like i thought he was you know it was no corvette summer let me say that (laughs) You you
1: can tell he's not happy. He was not happy. He voiced his opinion when he read the script to Ryan Johnson. He said, "I fundamentally disagree with everything you're doing with Luke Skywalker." So he's pulling an Alec Guinness. But he said, (laughs) "You know, but my job as an actor is to realize your vision, so I'll do that." Because Mark Campbell's a nice guy. He's not a fucking prick. He's not a prick with you know a hundred great ealing comedies like uh, uh, Alec Guinness had. (laughs) Alec Guinness had the license. This is shit. Like you said, Mark Hamill had Corvette Summer and that's it. He's not telling people that shit.
0: Well, and he spent the whole movie just
1: storming around his island and then sucking
0: on the tit of a weird animal. (laughs) You know, like when the highlight of your
1: your role in a film is the weird sexual tit sucking. Like all I can think about is (laughs) what was Mark Hamill thinking? Like he's got a push on that fucking rubber prosthetic and milk squirts out and then it's it's like space bukkake he takes the he takes the bottle of fucking cum that's coming out of this tit he splashes it on his face literally splashes it on his face like what the fuck what the fuck is that
0: well what's his name what's the what's the uh what's the image capture actor guy uh, Michael, Andy Circus. Andy was that Andy Circus there? Did, did, did he
1: like <laughs> what the hell get was, his get his what, boobs all like what, 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 milked up? What was what were the balls attached? <laughs> were the balls were the mocap balls attached to his balls in that scene? <laughs>
0: well, it's like Luke looks over at Ray like, yeah, that's right. Look what I got on my face. <laughs> and then that weird animal, that weird sea creature, he expected it, it to reach his three fingered hand onto the back of Luke's head. Going, hold on, hold on, don't stop. Oh Oh, I've almost been milked. <laughs> it
1: was so bad. That, that was the weirdest fucking thing. And not a good weird. Like, just fucking
0: just stupid. Like, so what, you're some weird hermit now, sucking
1: like... The breasts of sea creatures. Like I guess it's supposed to show just how low Lucas sunk. But I mean, there's an, any number of non-bukaki ways you could <laughs> demonstrate but, that. But I don't
0: know if it demonstrated that he'd sunk that low because it, it's almost like they were paralleling Yoda. Like again, yeah. every scene in this movie is paralleling something that happened in one of the earlier films. Right. Except for episode one, two and three. They stayed away from anything to do. But in <laughs> yeah. the original movies that everybody loved, they're just one scene after another. And with this one, it was just like Yoda around Dagobah, right? Well, I'm gonna go over here now. And yeah. You know? And then when Yoda shows up in that scene, again yeah. it's like I didn't think that they could come up like they did it with a puppet. Yeah, which was nice. Which was nice, I like that
1: they had kind of puppet and Frank Oz. I
0: thought that puppet looked worse than the puppet in the original Empire Strikes Back. Huh. His face
1: was kind of... He looked too, too tall. Uh. And his face was kind of not... Huh. All, all I, was, I had just been blind by the fact that I was so happy it was just a prosthetic, like a rubber puppet, <laughs> yeah. not fucking CGI, where Leota looked really fucked up in the prequels. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> Like, his eyes oh, his glowing. Yeah, his eyes were fucking too much.
0: Ryan has written a story that's unexpected but right. Some of the stuff that happens, people are going to be like, oh my God. Casino planet? That's hey, exactly welcome what I to
1: the cantina. Hey, would you like uh, vodka and schlocks, which is what we call it here? Do you want some vodka and the milk of a creature milked <laughs> on a remote island? Do you want me to jack off? And you call glass? that a white Russian Luke? I don't know. <laughs> we call that a white Jedi. We call that <laughs> we call that jizz. We just call that plain cum. <laughs> We call that coming a beach, milked <laughs> by a Jedi. <laughs> Use more force. More
0: force! More force!
1: <laughs> and he looks at her with this, not herb. I guess he does look at Ray, because Ray's following yeah. him around, right? So he turns and gives this fucking levacious look as he splashes the fucking milk in his yeah, face. Yeah, it was like, look what I'm doing. That's right. <laughs> It's like a a wife whose
0: husband is watching her have sex with somebody else. And she's like, yeah, look, look, look what I'm doing now. You see what's in my eye? You see that? It's It's not yours.
1: It's in my hair. It's in my beard. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Oh, we could do an episode on that one fucking crazy goddamn bizarre scene in Star Wars. Holy fuck.
0: Oh, so. Ryan
1: Johnson! What's your problem, man? That was
0: one thing that was out of place and weird. When they, she gets jettisoned into space, and she uses the force to bring her back. in.
1: yeah. I was. It was interesting. I, I kind of like that. I'm like, in a way, because it's Leia finally de- using demonstrable force. Yeah. Right. Something. I thought that was kind of neat. Although it is out of left field in a certain way. It's expected. I mean, it, that's some of the fan service they actually paid attention to because everyone's always talking about, well, how much force does Leia have? Yeah, there ha- like, it's right. about time that we saw something. Yeah. Something.
0: Yeah. And what better thing to use it for is to save her own ass from, you know, Space. dying. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, the, the line was, um, uh, this one a long time have I watched. <laughs> All his life has he looked away right. to the future, to the horizon. Never his mind on where he was. Hmm?
1: What he was doing.
0: What he was doing. Hmm? Adventure. <laughs> eh? Excitement. Eh? A Jedi craves not these things. And uh, so that was, again, when Yoda's on the island, uh, he's saying the same thing, always looking at the horizon. And you have the scene when Luke is dying, when he finally croaks, yeah. and he's looking at the twin suns, yeah. and he'd cro- he's looking into the horizon. And yeah. It's kind of like the film is... Packed. You go through the if you you search like uh, Star Wars uh, Last Jedi Easter eggs. All these companies who this is what they do. They just sit around and pick their nose and say, "What can we read into this?" And they don't have any pictures yet because the film hasn't been out long enough and nothing's been released. Yep. But it's <laughs> like nobody has anything to say. All the closest thing to Easter eggs is that this is exactly like that, and this is exactly like that, and this is throwback, throwback, throwback. Yeah. And and all we can hope is is that we get something
1: good when the Han Solo film comes out.
0: (laughs) Because these movies are shitty.
1: Yeah. Only the standalone stories so far have really been any good. uh, Offered surprises and original stories. But uh, one good line that Yoda had in that scene was, I thought, you know, the most Yoda-ish line he says is he says, failure, the best teacher is... Right when he's talking to Luke about mm-hmm. how Luke fucked up, yeah, that's a good that's a good line. That's a good Yoda line.
0: And he went after he, he went after him about the books too, saying this is nothing. Like these are just books.
1: Yeah, you have
0: you ever tried to read those? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah. Luke is there. Like it may, it paints Luke as a sort of an idiot.
1: Well, the thing is, and he Luke, always kind of was yeah. an idiot, right? Yeah,
0: but the fact that he's decided to dedicate his life and hide to hide and protect although there's two things going on. There's like is he is he protecting the books on this island with these weird uh housekeepers and these weird you know uh, Well first
1: of all Luke is supposedly a hermit by himself on this island, but no, there's fucking caretakers. Yeah, too. he's got
0: a whole bunch of people around him that he doesn't really talk to I guess. I
1: don't know really why he's gotta go around, you know, milking all these creatures on the on the beach. Can't the You know, caretakers make a meal once in a while. Leave me alone. I'm busy. (laughs) I'm busy. (laughs) But it's
0: like, you know, it. It's like there's two things going on. Is he hiding because of his failure as a Jedi Master and how he messed up with with Kylo Ren and yep. all these kind of things? Is that why he's hiding, or is he hiding because he's he's protecting the books as the last Jedi on Earth, uh, on on Earth and in, in the world, in, in the universe, in, in the universe or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of like, well, it's neither, I guess. It's just him being a douchebag, <laughs> you know. And I kind of felt sorry for him because it was. You know they brought in Harrison Ford into the first one. Now they're gonna bring in Luke and a little bit more Leia in this one, and for nothing. Yeah.
1: For like you know, oh, let's just bring him in. Okay, next. Just imagine your Mark Hamill uh, having played Luke Skywalker. And Han had his send off in The Force Awakens, and I know you didn't appreciate it very much, but I mean I kind of think it was an okay. That's an okay send off for Han. And now the second movie in the trilogy's come along and you're Luke. This is where you're going to do your swan song. And this is the shit you're fucking handed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess the thing is, is that uh, they missed all the, they missed dramatic opportunities to create actual character building stories. They, yeah. with, with Har- excuse me, with uh, Harrison Ford. Yep. The bad guy's his kid and yeah. his kid with Leia, mm-hmm. And, You can have this whole thing where you're on the other side and not have this standoff in the middle of a big opening and with (laughs) Chewbacca looking on. No handrails.
1: (laughs) No handrails. (laughs) Nothing to lean upon when you get fucking eviscerated by a lightsaber.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of like it would have been better to have more of his torture. And I guess they could only get him for one movie. You know, and that's
1: you know the best they could do. They had to kill him off. Right,
0: but I'm sure they could have got Hamill for a couple.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. And Luke just he just goes off in a really uh, ignoble way, like just fucking too tired. Yeah, he's too tired. And one of most of the retard of the film, what I was talking about, comes from uh, like tr- they're trying to Marvelize it with these jokes that just kind of fall flat mm-hmm. like it's fine for thor ragnarok and captain america and the avengers you know to make making all these jokes but it just in the context of a star wars film there's always been humor in star wars films but them just having this kind of marvel attitude about bringing up all these jokes nonstop, it fucking fell flat for me like as a best example as that is at the beginning where Poe's flying in and f- <coughs> somehow he's he's definitely within the fucking range of the star destroyers but for some reason they're not sending off sending out tie fighters to blow him up he's just allowed to fly through and blow up all these cannons on the star destroyer but uh you know there's a scene where uh he hails the star destroyer Poe you know gets in contact with the star destroyer and they're like Uh, I want to speak to General Hux. So Hux goes, uh, patch him through. And uh, Hux like, I'm going to destroy you, your feeble rebel empires. He's like, please hold. Yeah, holding (laughs) for Hux. Like, I am Hux. We're going to be destroyed. And uh, still holding for General Hux. This joke goes on for, like, so long. And the thing is, it's not necessarily the joke. It's a good scene for Poe because, like you said, he's a rogue. He's half the boisterousness, impulsiveness of Luke and the kind of hip-shot, you know, scoundrel, uh, in a way, uh, attitude of Han. It's good for him, but the Hux is like, can he hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Like, he he goes along with the joke. Like, he's totally eviscerated Hux as a villain. Yeah, He's made to look a fool. But that's at the beginning of the film, and we have to continue to have Hux held up as his big villain until Kylo takes over. But, you know, after that, you're just, he's a fool. Yeah. Like, would Tarkin put up with that shit? No. No, he would not.
0: Yeah, he would be like, he wouldn't even have taken the call. Yeah. Find the signal and destroy it. (laughs) exactly but this guy is you know he's he's that's the role he plays though he's supposed to be that guy he's the guy who wants the power but is never going to get it i guess because there's something missing about his approach
1: you know i guess another thing that makes sense is uh like you were talking about laura dern she's a replacement for leia when they when leia gets um incapacitated and they're flying, and they're just outside the range of the star destroyers. Blah blah blah. And they send off all the rebel guys on these little ships. And Laura Dern turns the main ship around, and uh, she she puts the ship into hyperspace, and somehow fucking takes out, smashes into all the other ships. Yeah, like what? Huh? <laughs> well, because she she took the, she went to hyperspace, but then like like what? it's like
0: what they say when you know it's all about mathematics when you go into hyperspace. You don't want to end up. Re-emerging in the middle of a star, right? And that's exactly what she did. So she zapped, she sped, and then re-reappeared uh, in the ship, oh. and then jumped, and then re—you know. But okay. But I, I would have thought it would have worked once. Have, I don't know if it would have worked a dozen times.
1: Right. This just seemed really dangerously trekkian to me. That well, solution, and, right? And
0: like- what? What? No autopilot? <laughs> <laughs> like. The whole going down with my ship, it's only me. I have to steer it. like yeah, so there's no she, autopilot. She drove, drove that. <laughs> she made that whole thing happen while driving it. Yeah. As opposed to just, beep, 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 beep.
1: okay, it's programmed to do that now. Yeah, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Hold that shuttle. Um, one more. One more. It <laughs> uh, seemed pretty stupid. Um, we already talked about Luke. The Laura Dern thing, though, they, they also mentioned one of the
0: Easter eggs I read was the- uh, the mentioning of in the casino when the the creatures were the big horse like things were gonna start, you know, running through. Yep. They saw drinking glass with the rings, the concentric rings, like in Jurassic Park, oh, and they, they right. said it was a nod to Laura Dern. Oh, you know, stupid. and it's yeah,
1: it's, <laughs> it's such a reach because there was nothing else to reach for. Yeah, that's pretty stupid. There's a lot of killing of people just by turning on of the lightsaber. Do you notice that? Like, they'd be fighting, and then like, he's got him in a grip, and he whoosh, puts a hole right in the guy's yeah, head. Yeah. And then Snoke, of course, this fucking worthless death for Snoke. Yet again, a character introduced in The Force Awakens, Snoke. He's larger than life in that, literally, because he's this giant hologram. He's the guy pulling the strings. He's the Palpatine. And then we go to, we go to The Last Jedi, and he just gets fucking... Eviscerated right on his throne. He doesn't even fucking stand up and walk around. He's just oh, such he a does, stupid character. He does his stupid mo- He does his stupid monologuing, and then
0: no gravitas, gets... no nothing. And the CGI, the artwork for his his facial design. If you watch it again, the creatures on that casino planet, they have the same face, oh. the same eye shape, the same curve <laughs> over, like the same brow. It's like whoever designed it only could come up with one thing.
1: They just recycle it. Okay, let's make a cute I, version I got, of Snoke. Well, man. I got this face in the folder. Let's just <laughs> use him for Snoke. But one thing I did like about Snoke was uh, I thought, uh, you know, I I liked how they put Snoke in a gold silk bathrobe as a tribute to uh, Hugh Hefner. <laughs> you notice that? Just wearing this fucking silk bathrobe. Well, they, and They could have seen it. Like Snoke just got out of the fucking shower.
0: Like, why not paint him? That would have been a really... See, again, that's Disney, right? But it would have been... Interesting to make him maybe a little bit perverted. Maybe a little have a little harem or something. Ah, like you know? uh, Jabba. Yeah. Just
1: if you're gonna recycle shit.
0: Yeah. Like just do something so that it's you know, there's something more to him than just a giant sitting in a big red room. Because the right. Emperor it took us 3 films to really get a good look at it. Yeah. And it was like it was a very
1: great build up. Oh yeah. shit.
0: But and I talked about those uh the 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 comic series that they've done that take place between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. They got to hire those writers to write these movies <laughs> cuz they're so good. You don't think there'll be a Snoke. Uh there comic? Would have been no Snoke. <laughs> no Snoke. No no Snoke. You'd be like that Snoke is stupid. <laughs> We're going to write
1: good villains. In his gold silk bathrobe. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? I just got out of the shower. Oh, it's you, Kylo. I got my twin <laughs> stormtroopers here. <laughs> he's got it'd be nice to have Twilight twi- the Twilight like chicks from Jabba, right? They're all lounged at his uh, knee and he's like, I got business here. Go away. Kylo. <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> the other thing too is BB8 driving an ATSD. Yeah. Stupid. Yep, really it, stupid. It tears the top, tears off, and just a fucking like it's made out of paper mache, just so you can see that it's BB-8 driving.
0: And changing the shape of the uh, of the uh the uh, AT-ATs, the AT-ATS.
1: Well, they changed the shape. Didn't well, they, they
0: looked more like gorillas than they did elephants. Just like they had like looked like big fists or something. Oh like in the right, shape of their posture.
1: Right now, yeah, you're right. And it was right. like you know, yeah,
0: the first ones were so good, like. Like, why not you just keep the design like you would? If it works, it works. It's yeah. already retarded that they have yeah. to actually, like, yeah. they make a th- walking
1: <laughs> ship. That's why I was kind of thinking that, you know, like we had already mentioned, J.J. Uh, Abrams does The Fa- Force Awakens, and, yeah, he's fucking aping A New Hope, like, slavishly. But, you know, it's to ridge <laughs> rid your palate of of the shitty prequels that Lucas made, yeah. right? Where Lucas is just, he's flying in the face of fans. He's telling, he's, it's really a big fuck you to fans. I'm putting in shit you don't like. I'm putting in Jar Jar Binks in the first one, and he's going to be fucking all the way through it. The more you complain, the more I'm going to fuck with you guys. And it's like, so they give J.J. Uh, Abrams a Force Awakens, and he writes the ship. But then Ryan Johnson, he's like a little mini George Lucas. He's, fucking over all the fan service that was built in um, that was built in A Force Awakens and he's throwing all that shit out he's like George Lucas, they've given it back to George Lucas for this one
0: it's just, you know, the fact that every single, there's there's not one original idea in this Yeah, except we never saw like, I, I, you know, somebody said that the milk from that <laughs> <laughs> back, to the, back to the to the sea lion, whatever is is a, it's a throwback to the the blue milk because it has green milk
1: I think I can't remember
0: and in there's the blue milk which is like a drink that we saw in, the, in Star Wars okay. that Uncle Owen was drinking oh and people drink it at the at the creature cantina I think it's like their version of beer. <laughs> I don't know if beer would have caught it. Yeah, caught on if it looked like milk. <laughs> so it's,
1: yeah. so it's core is just going around milking all these lounges. New sperm light. <laughs> Jesus Christ!
0: Uh, the director, uh, Ryan Johnson, Gareth Edwards, oh. who
1: directed Rogue One. Right. He was a good movie.
0: Too. Yeah, he was the last rebel, one of the last rebel soldiers in the career battle, which is that. Planet that has, and that was a pretty cool effect with the red underneath. And oh the, yeah, and the icy sort of whatever. Right, on top.
1: he was one of the guys that in blew the trenches. Up. Oh, in the trenches, right? Yeah, I right. Think. Again, like Empire, like Hoth, right? Yeah, it was very familiar. Yeah, it was everything, everything is exactly the same as very everything else. Familiar. So there's a couple things I liked. Some jokes that I thought kind of worked. And my favorite moment of the film might be uh, Lucas convinced uh, to train Ray. So. They start their lessons in the morning and he takes her out to the edge of the island and he says, you know, sit down on this rock. She sits down on the rock. He says, close your eyes. She closed her eyes. He says, now... bark like a dog. (laughs) Now, let me see your tits, so I can milk it. (laughs) (laughs) She's She's like, is this
0: really necessary to be a Jedi? It is, it
1: is. (laughs) Um, Harvey Weinstein produced this one. So uh, he says, Snoke
0: in his bathrobe is Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> hey. Oh, sorry. And, and, and my uh,
1: bathrobe opened up. And then he gets eviscerated, <laughs> just like uh, Harvey Weinstein did. That's right. That's very good. That's a good analogy. Um, so he says, You know, close your eyes. Now reach out. And she actually reaches out with her hand. And Luke, like, he rolls his eyes. It's like, Oh, God. Another. F- Another another Padawan that doesn't know what the fuck. So she's got her hand out, and uh, Luke has a leaf with him, and he tickles her hand. She goes, oh, oh I feel it, I feel it, I feel it. Mm. Looks like, do you feel it, do you feel it? And he's tickling her hand. He's like, yeah, it's really strong. It's really strong, it's really strong. Yeah, yeah, I feel it, I feel it. She, he slaps her hand, and she goes, ow, looks at him. I like that. Okay. It was funny. It was a joke, at least, that worked. My, right? I
0: think my favorite scene in the film was when uh, Luke walks into the ship, it's nighttime and he's skulking about and, you know, he goes into the cockpit and he sees the dice hanging there. Oh, right. And apparently those dice, which I don't remember really those dice ever really being.
1: I think they were just kind of hanging there in the cockpit. So they're the, the dice one.
0: that Han Solo was using when he won the Millennium Falcon. Ooh. Made into a keychain or something. Cock ring or something. <laughs> and so, um... <laughs> So apparently so in the upcoming Han Solo film those dice are going to be
1: you know important
0: right you know we'll we'll
1: see him use them for the first time the dice the dice it's, it sucks when we're reaching like the the import of the dice <laughs> because it's probably the most important thing in the shitty film that goes <laughs> fucking nowhere
0: but I love I love um and it it's just it's just nostalgic crap but I liked Han, uh Luke Sitting at the at the the table where they played chess with Chewbacca, yep. where they said, let the Wookiee win. Yep. And then it was, you know, where you mentioned earlier, like, R2-D2 shoots the video out. of Help, help me, o- Obi- help Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. And, like, you know, and it's the, Low full, blow, the R2. full version, right? Like, they played the parts that, because they only played that full version once, I think, in the original film. And that was when Obi-Wan was there, right? Yeah. And it was sort of like, it just, it was so reminiscent and it was shot in a kind of moody lighting. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of like, it
1: reminded you of
0: the, it was my favorite scene in the I film. I think it was
1: actually grainy too. Yeah, it like looked. The, like the first one was grainy, yeah, right? it didn't
0: look, it didn't look like everything like else. Like a high
1: tech digital fucking.
0: And I think that it was the, it was my favorite scene in the film, but my, it's also the scene that reminds you of everything we lost. <laughs> at the hands of George Lucas, eventually, and how these movies just they the the mo- the motivation behind them now is not what
1: they originally were. Yeah, like it's not a desperate kind of I got this fucking dream, and I'm gonna fucking wrangle my way through. I'm gonna convince. I'm gonna Alan, reinvent. I'm movies. gonna convince Alan Ladd to fucking pay for it. I'm desperate, you know. I'm gonna make my vision known, right? And I got fucking Francis Coppola fucking help, you know, giving me advice like that chemistry of the time? Yeah, the crawl was on a big (laughs) clear acetate
0: being pulled across a table. You know?
1: (laughs) And they made a masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, uh, Like you say... Completely changed the face of cinema like nothing else ever has or will. No,
0: and people can, kids, you know, young people today can watch Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, and they go,
1: "Well, oh, this is a little hokey." Yeah, and they got their, they got their dads, you but, know, fucking egging them on. This is so great. But go through the
0: list of films that came out in 1977, and you show me a film that compares to that. This is where, like we've said before, Episode One, Two, and three, oh, well, the CGI was bad, but that was then. No, everything <laughs> then was better. Yeah. It looked shitty then. Terminator 2 was 1991. It was seven years earlier, and the effects in that film were head and shoulders over anything that happened in 1, 2, and 3, you know? like Yeah. So it's like it was kind of like a great scene, but a bit sad because it was like, yeah, here we are. But, you know, again, like that's the scene I'll think about about this movie because we <laughs> saw the end of Luke.
1: Well, it's like uh, Rogue One, right? Rogue One, great film. In all respects, a really great film. But there's something at the end. I think I talked about this in our Rogue One review uh, on Nerd Stocking. if people want to go back and listen to it. But the thing is, Rogue One uh, goes all the way up and connects to A New Hope in this scene at the end, right? Mm-hmm. And the way they sh- shot it, they shot the stuff ahead leading up to that point uh, where they get the plans. And that connection, watching... Rogue One, it's the closest I've ever been. Like I, I said it during our Rogue One uh, episode, you and I and everybody else our age, nerds, they spend their whole life from 1977 chasing that fucking moment mm-hmm. when you watch Star Wars, right? You spend your rest of your life chasing that feeling and you'll never fucking catch it. But Rogue One brought that connection into such an amazing... Like they... they fo- they followed the pacing and the lighting and everything they connected the two movies so seamlessly that i felt for a second that i had found that yeah feeling i'm 50 and i for a second i felt that fucking feeling and it's amazing it was an amazing experience
0: well because that moment that moment is the moment that made it makes everything about star wars it is the moment right it's it's that the the opening scene of Star Wars, the first movie, when the the Imperials are cutting through the door. Yeah, well you
1: see the ship first. Yeah. This amazing fucking But I mean like Amazing.
0: It's that you don't you know, you see the ships and it's this the effects are unlike anything we'd seen and it's yeah. amazing, but we you know, okay, there's a big ship chasing a little ship and we just saw the crawl that explains something. You know, and the first time around, though, it doesn't make any sense. It, but. You know, it's like, it is, you don't know what you're watching. Yeah. And then that door gets, starts, the welder yeah, comes every, out. And
1: everybody gets in, all the rebels get into position. They're all high, they all aim their blasters. And it's like, but this thing that's coming, something's coming.
0: And it happens so well because the stormtroopers <laughs> just start running through. And then Vader with his cape, and it's just like, oh my God, this is the greatest scene ever filmed. <laughs> you know yeah. and so for
1: and they're able to connect that and for me 50 year old me they connect it and I get that feeling yeah that I've chased but they wouldn't have if the movie hadn't been good that's true it
0: would have been a it would have been stupid we <laughs> that's would true. have been like well you're just you're that's trying true. to get me well with it would have been
1: as stupid as like you say you read this crawl in 1977 you, you read this crawl and it's like mumbo jumbo it's like it could have been stupid yeah but it was fucking life changing
0: yeah, I remember. I, I guess I saw Star Wars like four times in the theater, which yeah. in those days nobody—that wasn't a thing to do. Yeah, you know, I remember it cost a dollar fifty to go to the movies. Yeah, because I was so young, and that's what kids paid.
1: Yeah, you know. Yeah,
0: but yeah, this movie
1: is <laughs> everything. The opposite.
0: It's funny because it's like this is this is the difference between episodes one, two, and three, and Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Yep. Is that you know are they unwatchable? No, they're totally watchable. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, I was going to say was uh, as a comment on this film was, I'd never thought, I never thought that there would be a film that would make me appreciate the prequels. This one does. Makes me appreciate the prequels because yeah. it was an at least the prequels told an original story. I mean, based in the Star Wars universe, but they were telling an original story, right? It's a fucking mumbo jumbo shitty story that nobody in their right mind ever wants to see, but it's an original story.
0: See, I, I wouldn't go that way. <laughs> I would say that sure, it, this gives me this makes me appreciate episodes one, two, and three because they were so bad that they make Force Awakens and the Last Jedi not that bad. <laughs> You are going, you, are <laughs> you going, know. You are going the other way. That's the other way. But I mean,
1: you end up in the same place. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> like, you know, because at the end of the day, it's it's Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back, and now Rogue One, which is funny because to say that is to say that yeah. that moment in the story is the best moment. Yeah, you know. So all this other stuff perhaps is just a big fucking waste of time. And it's like the comics that I was talking about, yeah. they take place between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. Right. So maybe they should be making those movies because that is the greatest part of the story. <laughs> it's not about Anakin turning bad, clearly, because yeah. Hayden Christensen, oh my God. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. There's why? No, yeah, there's nothing you could have, <laughs> nothing could have saved that, right? Better director, you still got shitty actors, you know? Great actors, you got the shitty director. <laughs> You know, it doesn't matter. It was a shitty writer.
0: And the writer is, it's all the, it's just so terrible. It's really, 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 really terrible. <laughs> yeah. And the only thing I think that the one, two, and three ever had going for it was Ewan McGregor's impersonation of a young Alec Guinness.
1: Yeah. I liked it. And Count and, Dooku. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't even know if I like Count Dooku and his little <laughs> limp, limp saber bent's lightsaber head
1: yeah. <laughs> <He's like,
0: laughs> what does it remind me of oh it's, it reminds me of a conductor's wand uh,
1: uh, tap, tap, uh, tap 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 um, yeah, tap. okay
0: violins <laughs> you know and it's like and it's it also feels like okay so we had Grand Marv Tarkin we're gonna let's yeah, so let's let's make the hammer fan Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like the yeah, hammer was... fan.
1: Let's get Count Dooku. Let's, well, we let's get, get Christopher get... Lee. And yeah. you know, yeah, it's yeah. kind of a cheap shot. Um, it's funny you were <laughs> uh, reading these sites that are doing Easter eggs, but one thing that fucking amazed me was there's a shot where it looks like there's a ship coming down, and it's landing, and there's all this fucking vapor underneath it. Oh yeah, and then it turns out it's an iron ironing right. clothes. Mm-hmm and people are saying that's an homage to hardware wars
0: that's right which you know, is pretty amazing that like, that's astounding
1: irons. that almost makes you know brings up the film a little bit in my does it or does regards. it mean that
0: they had so little idea of what the fuck <laughs> they were doing that they were looking it's a wonder they didn't have like space balls references yeah I,
1: comb comb that desert Kylo
0: Ren <laughs> didn't show up with a giant helmet Oh, you don't like my little helmet
1: because I thought his helmet was too small for well him. that's the funny thing yeah what's well, the funny thing Snoke says right he's talking he's giving he's giving Kylo a dressing down and he says remove that ridiculous helmet and I'm like have you looked in the fucking mirror Snoke you got a mirror you got a face that looks like it's been hit by a fucking Mack truck you're wearing a gold fucking uh <laughs> bathrobe that's right and your girlfriends are Bunny Number One and Bunny Number Two, <laughs> and you're like giving Kylo a hard But I time. gotta say,
0: I never liked Kylo's helmet. I always thought it looked too small for his body because he's a big guy.
1: Yeah, and it's
0: a tall guy. But I, and broad though, he's like you know he's quite big. I, which I thought was good casting because it's like uh, what's his name, um, uh, uh, Prowse. Yeah, you know, is also a really big guy, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, I like the fact that. And this this again ties in with the option with with the offer of forget the Sith because you know he was just berated he's embarrassed because you know he keeps being sort of belittled at his incompetence but then to even make fun of his helmet it's like that's his shit that's his brand <laughs> you're 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 insulting his brand yeah and he who's just <laughs> trying to please like i understand you're 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 trying to make him feel small right which is the same thing that the emperor did with vader but right you know i like the fact that he's like smashing the helmet which they also again the easter egg thing oh this is just like vader's helmet being crushed you know right and like vader's helmet in the uh, empire when in the scene that you were talking about when luke faced his demons right right right, right. and right. so it's sort of like i like the fact that he got cuz that helmet was stupid like it was it, also the voice thing why did Vader's work so well, and his is? Yeah. I'm trying to
1: get. It sounds like uh, calling Tokyo. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> you know. sounds like a radio from a fucking you know uh, <laughs> Spitfire. <laughs> hey, Jerry, gonna drop your bombs on the uh, Japs? it's sort of like really like they
0: should have gave him James Earl Jones or somebody at Levi Stubbs's voice. Yeah, it hey, just sounds so like me. Adam Driver. Hey, so me,
1: baby. Just sounds Adam <laughs> Driver with a realistic uh, walkie-talkie <laughs> from Radio oh, shit. Shack. Shit, um, I liked uh, you know as far as the humor goes. I like Carrie Fisher's uh, lines. Like one I remember was, you know, shit's going south, and uh, she turns to C three PO and goes, "Wipe that nervous look off your face." He's like, Oh <laughs> yeah, that's right." I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's like cuz that's I I read a thing about PO's face. Okay. And the design of his face is really really it's an ama- it's an amazing design.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because well it's just an homage to Metropolis, right? And the robot they made.
0: Yeah, but more so that something about the expression on the de- in the just design
1: like, like a square mouth or It's the, the expression, expression of the eyes, eyes and with the slits. He, eyes got Venetian blinds. He has there, an right?
0: expression but you emulate it you 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 reflect it upon him
1: right so whatever expression you want him is the expression he has right well that might be all anthony daniels who's played the fucking role in perpetuity Yeah, but right? it's
0: it, he can, he's created posture and he's created all those other things but it's about the design in particular it's such a clever something it was just a stroke of genius like i don't think it was intended but somehow he looks shocked or he looks outraged or he looks bothered or he, you know, he <laughs> yeah. looks all these things. And and while Anthony yeah. Daniels can create that posture, yeah, just a the, the mask head, is a mask the head or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's uh they, you know, they talk about the Iron Man mask in the same way that Iron Man mask is immov- immovable. And in the comics, what they used to do is artists would take liberties and change little Elements about the way the mouth was slit.
1: Yeah, the lines on that. But in the modern
0: film, they've you know it's all about angle, right? Because if he tilts his head down, it looks one way. You tilt your head up, it looks another way. The mouth curves this way or that way. Right.
1: Excuse me. I'm just going to quit trying to milk the mic. There, you're not going to get any blue. You're not going to get any blue juice out of that, Luke. It's all mine. There's one part where I think it's towards the end, like uh Poe's like, Let's follow the crystal critters out of here. And everyone Ugh. turns everyone turns and looks at Leia. And she has a funny kind of thing where she looks behind her. She's like, <laughs> Who are you looking at? Well, <laughs> oh, me? Oh, don't why are you looking at me for? Go f- follow oh, yeah. him. You know, she I think she kind of sold she sold those jokes, I think. Yeah. She sold well, as a as a broad, you know, as, as the broad that she is. Don't call broads broads. She is a – you can't call Carrie Fisher a broad. No, you know, her dog was in this film, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Gary. Gary, yeah. yeah.
1: The uh,
0: the crystal critter is another, another invention that I hated.
1: Really? You don't like those wolf – crystal wolves? Well,
0: I like them except in the context because they're afraid that the Empire is coming. And they all come cowering into the
1: the the base. Well, they might hear the rumbles of the AT ATs, right?
0: Yeah, but they they shot it so that they were all standing there, looking like uh, uh, Theodore. I th- I believe this is a terrifying <laughs> moment where the emperor is the empire is coming in to uh, decrystallize our asses. <laughs> you know, right? Like th- the, they said the base was empty. So you know, again, it's like little things where they should have shown that. He, they're they're they've reopened the base, but maybe these crystal critters had that made this their home.
1: Right, they're overrunning. the That's place. their cave now. Yeah,
0: right. They should have shown like a place where they were camped or they slept or something. Right. Right. But this is where these films are failing: is that there's no development. Right. Like there, even a
1: little touch, yeah. like a little touch like that, would let you in your mind imagine this abandoned base. That's or right. Whatever. Right. But we didn't. We just got to the base.
0: Yeah. They mentioned it at one point, saying there's a base there we can go to. Yeah. You know, and it's like where I say, like, the, the asthma, asthma? <laughs> Phasma, Captain Asthma. Just give me a second. <laughs> I need my aspirator. <laughs> I need my. Okay, okay. Right, I'm good. Please, no smoking. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know, like I think that just little touches to kind of give her anything. Yeah. See, Boba Fett. The thing about it, they were trying to just get another Boba Fett, yeah. but Boba Fett is an outsider.
1: He's a mystery. Besides what they did in, in the yeah, prequels, it's true right? that he's an outsider. He's a bounty hunter. Right. He's part of this uh, out outlier fringe group. That's right. right. So you don't need to know his detail. But Phasma is a general is some kind of. Lieutenant or uh, high the, ranking, something yeah, in right? The stormtroopers. Exactly. That's, a, that's an established thing.
0: We never seen a silver one. Yeah. Like she's got to be something special. She got a little cape. She got a chrome. But nope, nope. Show nothing. And it was stu- we we criticized her in the in the Force Awakens because she's like, oh okay. Uh, oy, oy, no. Here I'll push the buttons for I'll let you in. They <laughs> took her over to the computer to press the thing. It's like, what kind of soldier are you? Yeah. Did you just buckle to them? Fight. And yet you don't like the traitor? Maybe it's because you're secretly a traitor, you know? Yeah. But hey, that's that's too deep. That's too
1: deep <laughs> in the plot. You can't it's too yeah. much writing involved in that. It was, speaking of that I of that planet with this red soil, <clears throat> it was a really neat scene. Uh, it ends fucking terribly, but it's a neat scene where Luke appears obstensibly and he has this thing with leia and all that he tells leia that she changed her hair he likes her hair because it always it's a neat, neat little one of the few comments uh, of star wars as a series is she's her hair you know the oh. buns and her hair is always changing mm-hmm. and then luke walks out and they're like put everything we have on that guy and they go and there's like five or six AT ATs and ATSTs, and they're all just fucking blasting this one guy, right? And then the smoke starts to clear, and Luke walks out and he goes, brushes uh dirt from his shoulder, right? Showing him. Yeah, it was good. Except
0: really, he was just
1: projecting
0: yeah. his, okay. himself onto yeah. this planet. And yeah. and if that's not enough, he was projecting the dice keychain. That he got off, he stole off the Millennium Falcon, and he projected that into the base, into Leia's possession, oh. and then we watched them disappear when he when he left or died or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, really, is that the way the Force works? You could just kind of project these things. However, you, you projected <laughs> a, a living image of yourself while you were sitting cross legged on your island. Yeah. But you're there and being thing, and you're brushing your shoulder off like you you just did, and yeah. and the dice the dice is a separate hologram that's appear. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. That's like
1: you know that means that there are no rules. Yeah. Well, it's funny when we're talking about Yoda showing up uh, to talk to Luke. And he's able. His fourth ghost is able to somehow fucking roast this tree and burst it into flames. <laughs> like when does that ever happen? Like
0: isn't he just a guide? Like Harry Potter had that one figured out. Like they're there to guide you. They can give you information, and they live in the ethereal world. But you, you're not setting trees on fire. You know, and the exactly. you know, and and the whole thing like the mirrored room was ridiculous, and the big hairy asshole that she she fell into in the first place to find the mirrored room it yeah. was just kind of like. Uh, and he said that there's always balance. There's always darkness. And like, no, that's not. Where's the balance? That's one bad place that amounts to nothing with nothing really bad in it. Yeah. Except for her snapping her fingers and it's. And there's no jazz music. You
1: know, doing jazz hands.
2: <laughs>
1: Superstar. <laughs> it's fucking worthless. All all I know is. This movie's sliding from a six to a one. <laughs> All I know is this, you know, what's the purpose of the middle film in a trilogy is to fucking carry the story along. The middle film. It's right there. There's a middle finger to fucking <laughs> audiences. But uh, it's supposed to carry you along to episode nine. And there's absolutely nothing in this film that wants me to carry on to nine. There's nothing. Nope. There's nothing at all now, that makes well, me want to watch the next and one. I, and, I, and I'll watch it. Uh,
2: you of know, course we're going to watch
1: it. it. That's why I'm they fucking did a lazy right filmmaking and don't give a shit. And well, you're thing. not going to go to see 9 Yeah. Well, this
0: is the thing about, you know, why the first, the original ones were so great was that, and this is also probably why Rogue One is so great, Yep, is that... When Star Wars was being made, and a lot of people say that Empire is the best movie. Yeah, and, I
1: wouldn't say the best; second best. I
0: think Star Wars is the best movie. Of course, it, it recaptures everything. But I know that there are people who make the argument that Empire is the better film, and maybe it is, and that's okay. But it's 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 better because it's the second one. Yeah, uh, Star Wars holds everything in it, and it when it was being made, it was being made. It was called Star Wars. And they didn't know if it was going to be a success. They didn't know if it was going to work with they audiences. Were pretty
1: convinced it was going to be a big fucking flop.
0: Everybody, but a lot of people did right. And well, and- uh,
1: uh, the famous letters Alec Guinness wrote. I don't know who he was writing. Larry Olivier mm-hmm. or something is like, this is the worst thing I've ever done. It's a complete embarrassment that I'm going out. You know, in my twilight years, acting in this fucking schlock. Like, yeah. he just savaged it. Oh, and he, did, he thought he, it was the worst thing ever. And even
0: after it was a success, he still said, he, he savaged it. He said to kids, oh, stop watching these movies. They're, <laughs> you know, like, fuck you. Like, I would yeah, didn't it.
1: He, isn't, there a, isn't there a story where a kid came up to him asking for an autograph, yeah. and he just berated this little f- <laughs> <laughs> he,
0: he did what Chatner did in this SNL sketch, basically. Yeah. Get a don't life. you have a
1: life? <laughs> 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 uh,
0: Except in English.
1: Oh, don't you have a life? Um, I say, you're really <laughs> watching these stupid films. You are a right idiot. <laughs> 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 Mommy,
0: Obi-Wan doesn't like me. Well, you're going be better. All right. But yep. it's sort of like, you know, it, it was being made thinking that regardless of whether it was a hit or a failure, yep. that there was a very good chance that it was a one movie. It was one. Yep. You know? And we all thought that chapter four at the beginning was just an oddity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I don't know if I, you know, and again, I don't even know if I noticed that it said chapter four. Um, On the crawl, right? In it the crawl, in the, in the, the crawl. opening the crawl. crawl. Yeah. But it's sort of like, and then when they made the second one, they had this huge, huge hit, you know? Nobody would ever seen anything like it. They have lineups around the block endlessly, like – that and Deep Throat, they're the two, you know, like best mm-hmm. things that happened in the 70s with lineups, right? And sold out night, night after night. Yep. But then, so they make a sequel. And Empire Strikes Back, huge hit. And then two years later, they make Return of the Jedi. And it's just kind of whatever, womp, womp. But, you know, if you look at those three movies in yep. that way, you can you can apply that to any other movie, right? Uh, aliens, back to Aliens, right? You have Alien, yeah. by the skin of their teeth did they make that movie, yeah. low budget, whatever, people yeah. loved it. Then they make a second movie that has a bigger budget, they've got a little bit more comfort, a little bit more elbow room, yeah. and they make a better movie. Yep. Yeah. And then we don't even
1: have to say what happens after that. <laughs> well, there were only two Alien films. There were only two Alien films.
0: <laughs> exactly. Just like there was only three Star Wars films. That's right.
1: Star Wars Empire and Rogue, There's four. Rogue One. Yeah. Well, Star Wars Empire. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so the Star Wars Empire, and then they had to tell the story before Star Wars. Right. So they did Rogue One.
0: We could just say it's Rogue One, Star Wars Empire. That's it. Yeah. And uh <laughs> the real trilogy. That's it. So it's like and that's you can apply that to any film that has multiples. Yeah. Right? It's first, Terminator. first blood, Terminator. Like all these films, first one just raw yeah, and great. Yeah. Like First Blood, like, a, you know, people can make fun of Rambo all they First want. First Blood's a great film. But First Jesus Blood Christ. is like, oh my
1: God, it's like... <laughs> Again, it's like, uh, quite unlike... I can't believe he, there wasn't nominations for that. Yeah. It know? was unlike anything you'd really seen at the time. Yeah.
0: And uh, so it's sort of like, I think that Star Wars is, though the original films were that formula. And so everything that comes after that is just kind of like, you know, Halloween four, the revenge of Michael Myers, Halloween five, the return of Michael Myers, and and on and on. It's just kind of like, yeah, you're just kind of beating a dead horse because there's no jeopardy
1: right. in the filmmaking. Right. You
0: know, and they now that they have Disney behind them, it's like Disney is has you know, a scientific formula. They say this is what's gonna sell, and we have licenses that are the best of the best. You know, right. Star Wars is like printing money. Yeah. You know, and that's why they paid
1: a billion dollars for it. <laughs> yeah. And they got a good deal. Yeah. This, this one's made $1. 1.5 billion. <laughs> One movie. Yeah. You got your return. Of course, we also forgot the Porgs. Got to talk about the Porgs.
0: Yeah. That's cute.
1: That's cute. I liked, uh, they're kind of, the Porgs were kind of like the tribbles of Star Wars. They're yeah. like, showing up everywhere. You got one, and then all of a sudden there's like five, and then there's fucking Millennium Falcon's full of it. Chewie's like knocking them off the fucking console. <laughs> like, yeah, they were cute, you know? Like They I, go to they go to hyperspace, and the one port gets squished up against the window. Yeah, cute. Cute, yeah, they're cute. Yeah. Like Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks is pretty
0: fucking cute. No, he's not. That's, that's not cute. That's stupid. I don't know why, but I, I, I somehow imagined... Chewbacca as more of a vegetarian.
1: I don't. I don't know why that he's is. Eating a. It kind of looked to me maybe that he was eating a pork. He, he was roasted a yeah, porg. He was eating eating a pork. Really, that was he. Yeah, because that puts a whole spin on that. There's porgs around him. Watching but that's why him they're a a watching pork.
0: him with the big eyes, right? <laughs> and he's sitting there, and he's like, "You're he's ruining. You're ruining my my meal." <laughs> and the, the porg is sitting there with big tear filled eyes. You're eating my mom. <laughs> And eventually, Chewbacca puts the food down, right?
1: He's ah, you know, he <laughs> ruined my dinner. I've lost my appetite looking at him. And you know, I guess you me, know
0: your mother. He's got like you know canine teeth, and yeah, he's kind of
1: dog-like. And I guess he would be. Well, in what was it, Jedi? They he reaches a big chunk of raw meat, and that's why they get trapped, right? I don't know. I guess you, you never see them really eat too mm. often in these movies. No, you don't in Star Wars. No, like you don't.
0: I'd love to see that. I like to, you know, on on one of these big well, actually, you saw imperial it ships have a, a you know, smorgasbord, cafeteria
1: <laughs> smorgasbord. You saw it in um, the Star Wars Holiday Special. They have a life day. <laughs> oh yeah, they now. have the life day banquet, and they're like because that's like eating the <laughs> the eating the, eating the potato salad and the beans. You know, we should do you a, know, a po- podcast on that on that you Christmas know, really special. Should. In fact, I think I'll make one. There we go. <laughs> Episode two
0: with lots of special guests, just like the the special
1: guests that have just disappeared. That's right. we'll, we'll have our
0: own B. Arthur. Anyway, is that <laughs> everything covered? I was going to say B. Arthur left. B. Arthur will be offended by something I said and then quit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, something, some sexist comment. The you desexualization make. of uh, B. Arthur. Rules. The little birds on Storm the island. Off. Storm off. Well, it looks like it's time to put our porgs back in their cages. Porg. I want to thank Chad for joining me tonight thank you for having me Bill and you for listening you can find supplemental material pertaining to the stuff we talked about and other things on our Facebook Twitter and Instagram feeds you can also search for Nerd Stocking channel on YouTube to find our library of top-notch high-quality videos there including a video of Chad um, recreating the scene of Luke on the island with a cow and the Pasture of. I'm amazed of that you were you were lact Ontario, <laughs> lactating,
0: Phil. <laughs> you really got into you're like a method actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. That wasn't easy. <laughs> you had to hang
0: around pregnant women so that you too, with <laughs> you really
1: <laughs> you really splashed my milk in your face with. Real electric look on your face. So it was like flash dance. It was bent over a chair. <coughs> it was so bad. Oh my god! The worst, worst moment in Star Wars history. Luke, <laughs> m- Luke milking the uh, creature. Mil- Luke milking a rubber teat. <laughs> I'll never get over that. That's, um, you know, uh, I'm something I'll never get out of my head.
0: Oh, you know, it just occurred to me. I know that you're signing off. Yeah, but I think <laughs> you missed. We sign off again. Okay. I think we do this again. But <laughs> but I think right. that that you know we were going to break down the characters. Oh,
1: right. Just to see if anybody did anything. All right, set it up. All right. So Poe, Poe Dameron. What did Poe Dameron accomplish or do in the Last Jedi? He he was rebellious. Well, he started with a ragtag. Um, Group of misfits. Group of rebels. And he ended with a slightly smaller group of ragtag <laughs> rebel misfits. He
0: had a mutiny in the middle that amounted to nothing. Right. And then left on a passenger shuttle.
1: Right. He he met Finn, who was, a le- he was leaking, squirting <laughs> stuff all over the place. Again, squirting. He was <laughs> lactating. <laughs> he had a big bag of lactating milk. And, it's like the... Uh, he, so he met Finn, and then Finn went away. It's like, did
0: Cronenberg, was he working on this film? There's lots of squirty things. <laughs> so Finn, what did he do? He Finn. tried to go, he was going to track this transponder somewhere else so that Ray wouldn't come to where they were and be in jeopardy. Right. And instead went to a casino planet where he released the hounds
1: came back and got on the ship and posed as an Imperial or a First Order officer. And then what
0: happened? Then fought a chrome stormtrooper. <laughs> right. Who then disappeared as fast <laughs> as she came with a cracked helmet. Yeah. And that's the end of his story. Yep. Ray. Oh, oh, and he got kissed by the girl. Oh, right. Uh, Rose gave him a kiss. Yeah. And uh, Princess Leia, what did she accomplish? nothing said <laughs> showing
1: some force yeah she had a scene where she showed force
0: uh, Ray what'd she do
1: Ray went and uh, met Luke and was mildly trained by him <laughs> mildly, mildly repulsed by his milking of <laughs> sea creatures <laughs> yep and then went off to uh, face Snoke and Kylo. And then passed on a good option. And then just gave him shit and ran off. And then Kylo, what did he
0: accomplish? So Kylo. He had the most uh, transformational change in this. Yeah. We We started
1: off trying to be a, a hard ass and just was dressed down and decided to fucking chuck everything.
0: Well, and we found out that he was pushed into it by Luke's inadequacy as a teacher right who decided to see he saw the dark and he was gonna go right. kill him
1: well again there's a story that amounts to nothing is you're, you're presented with multiple it seemed to me like it might be a kind of interesting thing where there's multiple perspectives right mm-hmm. like Luke says oh I'm here's a here's a here's a trainee I have in my Jedi Academy and he's kind of going off the rails and I'm gonna try to help him but he attacks me me and wrecks everything mm-hmm. and then Kylo has his own attitude where like he's just an innocent guy in this class and then Luke with his fucking scary looking eyes and face just one night that's gonna fucking slice him down he's gotta defend himself he defends himself by fucking raising everything doesn't make a lot of sense and then there's something in between where Luke kind of wanted to saw the potential of Kylo Ren to go off the rails was going to kill him for a second and then decided not to and since he was not going to kill Kylo Kylo suddenly wakes up and fucking you know defends himself and raises everything
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> none of it makes any fucking sense no
0: and so Luke what did he accomplish going with the big guns he sort of taught Ray yeah. something very reluctantly grossed out at what hermits <laughs> do they're their spare time <laughs>
1: And showed him the secret life of hermits. <laughs> Blah.
0: Blah. And here's my pee bucket. <laughs> and- I, I take the pee and I drink it again, and then I pee it out. Again. I don't have to boil the salt water anymore. <laughs> and then he projects himself on that planet.
1: Yep. Crate. He's 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 not really there.
0: And he's not there, but yet he has this big battle because that's like the like his projection is. Un, we haven't seen something so uh, nobody's done that yet, and uh, so he's so good that he does that, and then it's so exhausting that he dies from exhaustion. And, he's Just tired. And Looks tired. Then, but what did he accomplish by doing by fighting Ben? He just Nothing. made Ben look like a bit of a schmuck to people who can't say he's a schmuck anymore because he's now the boss. He's the supreme leader. So nothing. Like, there's not a character who did a thing that, like, Laura Dern, what did she do? Oh, she broke the big ship. Who cares? It's just a ship. Who <laughs> didn't kill the Empire? That's one ship.
1: Yeah, or a few. I guess she kind yeah, of whatever. roasted it's a few who- ships. Yeah, But I'm apparently the First Order, they can take a, take a loss, like, lose the fucking Starkiller base and still keep coming back with big ships.
0: Sure. So, I I guess you know analyzing it's it's just I don't know what, and maybe the viewers out there, the listeners out there, maybe they have some input. Maybe maybe tell us what do we miss? Yeah. What is it that please you liked?
1: explain to us how the the last Jedi moved this fucking story forward?
0: Yeah, like <laughs> where what happened in this movie? Please explain to us what happened. How is this not marching in the spot? <laughs> And what what should happen in the last movie?
1: I don't I don't even know at this yeah, point. Yeah, like I said, there, it does. It gives me nothing to look forward to for episode nine. Like J.J. Abrams is coming back for the last one. Yeah, so is he just going to reverse everything? Wait, Ray's parents are these? Is Luke? Ray's parents were Luke and Baru Lars. It was Snoke <laughs> and that that sea creature. That's her parents.
0: And she's like, "Oh my God, my dad is dead and my mom. Ooh, I don't my, want to remember." My that.
1: parents are Luke and some sea creature he inseminated,
0: <laughs> or, or who inseminated him, and somehow Luke in the interim between those films he shot out Ray. He her, Ray. That's why she had his helmet because she was carried around in it. I don't know. I guess if I come out of it, I like. You know, it's it's the Millennium Falcon scene with Luke and and the animal. I think that that's a highlight for the film. Like what the, animal, the one that he sucks sucks <laughs> off. You know, the one that he milks. <laughs> he milk, milks that. <laughs> milk it. Yeah. yeah so good. I think I don't know if we've gone through all the characters, but really I think that we've proven that not one thing happened
1: in this film. I think you're right. It just, we st- we came right back around where we started. Just when you watched the uh, seven to nine, just fucking skip eight. <laughs> it's got no no bearing at all. Zero no. bearing. And they should have forgot the Sith. Forgot the Jedi's. That's right. Would have been great. Would have great twist. Exactly. They don't like twists, though. They like, straight on ahead. Yep. Plow on ahead. So, good night, and may the Force be stronger with episode nine. It's going to have to be, I'm Luke. I'm Kylo Ren. (laughs) I'm the the sea creature that was milked by Luke. (laughs) I like heavy metal. Come here, Ray. (laughs) Come here, Ray. You want some of this action?
0: (laughs) Hey, Ray. They have just 19 nipples. Pick one. (laughs) Pick one. (laughs) Not that one. Not that one. That's (laughs) mine. That's that's mine, too. That's my nipple. That's my special nipple. (laughs) on special days. Take the one little bit down. Yeah, that one. Take that one. <laughs> That's your nipple. Just your nipple while you're here. <laughs> Have some of this. Have some of this pukaki. <laughs> if you come back to visit, that nipple's not yours anymore.
1: And Good night. <laughs>